Fellas, we're broken. We need to change. And look, I know change can be scary. One minute, you're playing freeze tag out there at recess with all your buddies. Next thing you know, you're getting zits, your voice gets low. And every time your art teacher, Miss Scanlon, leans over your desk to check and see how your project's going, you feel all squiggly inside. <laughs> mm. She was a striking woman. Not classically beautiful, but striking. First time I ever saw tan lines. Most of the time, change is a good thing. I think that's what it's all about. Embracing change. Being brave. Doing whatever you have to so that everyone in your life can move forward theirs. Because maybe it's the only way you can truly help her be happy. Obviously, by her, I'm referring to Lady Football. Good save. Looking for M's like I lost a friend. Jump out of my bed like red or red. You go hold the egg. Way to bring a check. When we talk, we collision the cars. Keep us in your thoughts. Fully dressed at the crack of dawn. Weapons heading off. I can hear them from the block. See them creeping through the fog. Season's greetings, graffiti. Season can start. Oh my God. Look alive. Looking like I live life on a crooked line. Doing fine. You want maximum stupid. I am the guy. First of all, fuck the fucking law. We is fucking raw. Stay tall, tall. Oysters on the half jail. Switch your ball. Like a bitch. And the pussy feet. Still fuck the wall. I'm a dog. I'm a dirty dog. Ha 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 ha. Oh, dirty bastard. Go in your jaw. Hi, and welcome to the Honey Move Podcast. It's Andrew. And this is Damien. And this is Douglas. Finally. We made it through. We are here in 2020 New Game Plus. Yep. Alright. Um, breaking COVID protocols, but still over Zoom. Violating, sorry, not breaking. Violating COVID protocols. <laughs> was was there a temperature test done when he appeared, Douglas? Like, did you like? Yes, I went outside and it was hot. Yep. <laughs> Is he in your bubble? Is that what's going on here? I mean, sure. Yeah. <laughs> the government says he must find a partner to sleep with during the COVID time. They, were, they didn't set up the opposite sex. They, were, they weren't clear. <laughs> but they do have laws against that there. So, I mean, I think it's implied. Yeah. No, man. God. Like five years from now. Let's, uh, if there is a five years from now. <laughs> yes, there will be. <laughs> That's like what? Next one? Yeah. <laughs> we, we hope. Uh, we look back at this and we're just like, what? Let me get this straight. The scientists said nobody move for four weeks. And this shit will all blow over. And the whole world looked at that simple instruction and went, the fuck <laughs> <laughs> Except New Zealand. New Zealand was like, if I see one person outside, I'm killing everybody. <laughs> but the rest of the world was just like, nah, son, we can't do that. <laughs> I, I remember... I remember growing up and I remember my mother every year um we had water water rations going on in Jamaica, like the, the drought would happen. And <laughs> the drought would go on and like they would tell you that there's water restrictions and there would there'd be areas without water and they'd tell you you can't water your plants and you can't wash your car. Uh-oh. And people in Jamaica would do whatever they want anyways. Yep. 
Um, but I remember, I remember always reading a story uh, of years gone by of something similar happening in Australia, and the apparently someone took the water restrictions so deadly serious that he saw his neighbor watering his garden and he just walked over and like murdered him with a shovel. Yeah, because he was like, no, none of that. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah. like. Is Australia? They are a bunch of criminals. I mean, <laughs> how dare you? I did rewatch Animal Kingdom this year. They are some criminals in. There are some criminals in Australia. No, no, no. They're all criminals. I expect nothing. I will. Australia. I will not be a part of this. This criminalization of Australia. Of of this this factual oh, history right. of Australia. By, sure. By Australia okay. Slander, you mean <laughs> <laughs> the only people in Australia who are not criminals no, are brown people who are also, by the way, dead. Oh, no, I like how <laughs> because I like of, how you know this mass genocide thing. He's defending the country whilst giving an example of a man killing his neighbor with a shovel. <laughs> I thought you guys would have caught on fast though, but you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a rough year for a lot of people. Jeez, um, boy. Yes, it has been. Boy. It's going to be a rougher year for a lot more people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Especially now that there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> there's just people who heard there's a vaccine and have just taken off their mask and just running both quietly in the streets. Um, I remember when it just started and I was... like, I, As Douglas has mentioned, like you had a, I had a very more lax approach to like the mask thing because it was it wasn't even mandated yet at that point it was just kind of people talking about the news be like this thing is around and be careful and wash your hands um but it was still kind of like shushing like we don't know if it's here that much or like the numbers are really low or whatever um and it's gotten to the point now where when i walk outside and i see someone without a mask i get so actively angry it is it's upsetting to think about that, Andrew, 10 months ago. 10, was it nine, 10 months ago? Whatever, how long, however long ago it was that it started? Um, 10 for months. Because it started. Yeah. February started is in, like for the rest of the world. Right. It, 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 in I Jamaica, think in December was, was when um, China, China, right. so China announced started. that this is a thing. Right. But China got a I think start. February is when it got real for, for, for the, the rest of the world. Of the world. Yeah, yeah. That's when. Um, Spain. Probably actually closer to March, probably Spain the end of February Italy. into March, because Spain, I actually traveled in February. Where, right. you know, but Spain yeah. and Italy were being ravaged by it, but it was so early, no one was really paying attention. Yeah. And then early March is when it got to um, England and America. And then we started getting, we our first probably case was April. middle of March. Yeah. Oh, March. Okay. That is when they said that I have to stay home because <laughs> <laughs> one person, Bull Bay, has it. <laughs> and now there's hundreds a day and people have just people just outside so i honestly thought that we would have like by the summer we'd be done mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i was wrong so yeah it's been a rough year and uh, but at the end of the day um it remains a year and usually what we do at the end of every year is we rattle off discussing the films that were the things that were in cinema, in pop culture, in just general life, and we always do it, or at least we have for the last like three years, I feel. We've been doing this categorization and come out, this amalgamation of coming to an agreement 
while disagreeing very hard um, <laughs> on this podcast as we decide on the awards for the end of year 2020. Um, we have some new categories that we hadn't talked about previously. We've probably cut off a few others that we did do previously. This year is different. Um, I feel like this year, more than any other year that we've done this, we're going to have a lot less disagreement, if only because we have a lot less options to kind of <laughs> to kind of um, fight yep. over. Yep. <clears throat> um, so who knows? We might be able to get this podcast done in under you know a year. It usually takes us like twenty hours to like record one of these. Um, hey Doug, but guess what? I just realized mm-hmm. I did not go to care this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no point whatsoever. Twenty twenty so was. I I'm, I I'd like to recategorize twenty twenty. <laughs> The Let last me time look. I didn't go to Carib, I have friends here that were very upset. And I think you have to go. And I was just like the last the last day I went into a movie theater was May for March 14th. I said May, and that was a mistake because I'm reading Mar on Letterboxd and it's right. it's March 14th. Um and no. Huh? No, no, not tenant. No. Um and I remember specifically because it was like basically the point at which people were starting to lock down, right? But it wasn't like official, official yet. People were like, like I saw emails come to me where movie theaters, specifically like the Lightbox, had said like, all right, COVID is really a thing. Um, we're going to be doing this thing where we're going to like sell only a third of our theater. And people... The theater. <laughs> yeah. And people will be like this far away from you. And part of my brain, once again, this is talking to like 10 months ago, Andrew, who was a lot more lax and relaxed about this whole scenario. Part of my brain went, that sounds fantastic. I no longer have someone beside me anymore in the movie theater. This sounds like the best experience I could have ever had. Right. All the other seats are taken up by COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we went, I went to the movie theater, specifically to the light box. And literally I walked in. And they said, uh-uh, we're closing. Go home. <laughs> Where we'll refund you a ticket you've already bought. Go ahead. <laughs> and then I walked like a 30-minute walk to another theater, which was like, yeah, we're still showing. And then like I went in and I watched this movie and I went home. Um, yep. We all made great decisions back at this, after this pandemic. <laughs> um, so yeah. That was the last time I went to a movie theater in March 14th of 2020. 2020. Oh. But. Weird. I don't know what else to go on about other than us talking about movies. And we're going to start out this year by doing the award that I like the least, which specifically is the movie that we hate. The Both teams played hard award or what they're going to dub this year unprecedented times because <laughs> <Yep. laughs> we are in unprecedented times and we don't like we don't like bad movies but more importantly it's hard for us to hate bad movies that look so good or at least look like there was so much effort put into them right could we call this the pivot award yeah is there <laughs> was there a word used more <laughs> last year to describe things that were very precedented <laughs> <laughs> It's like, hey guys, can we ease up on this word, please? Uh, but yeah, so Andrew, will you give us the nominees, please? So the nominees for this award um, is 
the film the nominees we have are three films we only have three films we usually give out three awards Mm -hmm. so guess what guys you all are going home winners (laughs) yep Um, (laughs) you all get Um, participation prizes i I don't think anyone wants to win this award but sure (laughs) you know it's like the razzies you announce them and they're like we come here as a joke but when you win it you get really upset um Um, the film that was from um, senior Netflix, um, Steve Netflix, yep. directed by Charlie Kaufman, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, in which uh, you go inside a man's mind and he probably murdered a few women along the way. Um, or as Douglas likes to call it, Fargo the Continuation. It's the, it's the next place for Fargo characters <laughs> after they go. The next follow-up film is The Painted Bird. Um, in which basically you are put through torture porn in ways that the Saw team could never have imagined. <laughs> right? Um, wrap it all around World War II and have the worst things happen to a child. Oh. And put it in black and white just to make it artsy. Um, That's and, what they did. And, <laughs> and the final film that was nominated for this award um, was brought to us by none other than Patty Jenkins which was World War 84. Sorry, Wonder Woman 84. WW84. <laughs> um, in which Gal Gadot returns as Wonder Woman in the 80s and shows off some parachute pants as well as there is a there is a wondrous Pedro Pascal and a sort of terrible Christian wig as a cheetah woman. There's, it's not sort of, Andrew. You can say, listen, we all like her. But you have to call her speed a speed. She was bad. I have to say, this podcast is very difficult for me because on my monitor to the right, I have the spreadsheet with all of the data. But on my monitor to the left, I have the Zoom with you guys. And I'm trying really hard to keep eye contact. Yeah. Right? <laughs> for so no real reason. You're not as bad as us. So now we're able to... I, I should rearrange the, the screen. But the screen before, I, I have two screens. On the left, in front of me... Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how weird the setup is the left is in front of me yep. um, I have the left half of the screen was Spanish football mm-hmm. actually maybe I can put on some French football or something now on the right, the right is then cut into halves, into quarters the top of the screen is you Andrew yep. the bottom of the screen is the spreadsheet and then on the right we have a, a, a shitty television which is showing us the NFL yep. the wildcard day so like we are in just a cornucopia of media at the moment the way the lord intended <laughs> <laughs> but back to the awards I that is when we didn't have sports at the start of the pandemic <laughs> and i was losing my mind yep um so the award for unprecedented, most unprecedented times, I guess, is what this award is for. <laughs> yeah. um, we have the three films. Um, I'm thinking of ending things. Yes. The Painted Bird mm-hmm. and WW84. Yes. Um, who wants to start on who should be winning this award? The Painted who, Bird who has the most unprecedented. The Painted Bird has to win because it's the most effort into making something that terrible. <laughs> Yeah, the teams played so hard, but what we got as the result is such trash that I cannot see any of these other two. The other two movies, while more watchable movies, let's not say better. <laughs> uh, I think I really do think 
that uh, the painted veil uh, runs away with this award. The painted bird, sorry, yeah. runs away with this award. Um, I mean, it's the prettiest. I think I mean, is yeah. it like I would. It's a different it's kind of pretty. Like yeah, like um, thinking of ending things. It's goddamn gorgeous. Like it knows how to do its cinematography yeah. of what it's doing. Right, right. And the acting in that movie is incredible. Um, it is just it it's is just, just the uh, the nonsense of a, a the nonsense of that movie of just how I mean I've read a lot about that movie I know a lot of people who put that in their like best of lists and better more power to you right if you watch that movie and you came out of it with something other than existential dread and knowing that movies are dead right um. But that movie is something that confounds me. Like, The Painted Bird didn't confound me. It just upset me. Yep. Right? The thinking of ending things, I kind of want to win this. Because it is... It's a movie that leaves you with a headache at the end of it. Well, the thing right? about it for me is it didn't leave me with a headache. Because I, unlike you, Andrew, knew what I was getting into. This is directed by Charlie Kaufman. Um... I saw Anomalisa. I saw Synecdoche in New York. I saw every other thing that he has touched. And um, this is a continuation of a general trend. Um, uh, I got really upset by A Painted Bird because that should have actually been good. That had people who knew what they were doing. That, as I said, looked clearly the director knew more than what he was doing. He made it, and, and, the, and the DP as well, they made it just so pretty. The actors acted the shit out of that. Um, if you can get Harvey Keitel to not speak a word of English and look somewhat believable, Harvey Keitel has never been believable in a role in his life. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, and even the concept of this child... Uh, traversing through and going from shitty situation to shitty situation actually can work and work well, but Jesus Christ, how how you can put all of those things together and come out with a movie as shitty as that versus um, I'm thinking of ending things which from the get-go you're like, oh yeah, this is going to be um, metaphorical and bad. And then it became metaphorical and bad <laughs> you know so so that's 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 kind of my take on things which i know is obviously uh biased and tinged with my own perspective <laughs> i mean is there no is there no hope for for world war 84 winning this oh, no like i mean no pedro <laughs> is pedro is fun but he's the only one that tried yeah oh Every, no one else tried too. That I movie doesn't look particularly good. And it is... I mean, if you're going to lean on Gal Gadot to act, you are already <laughs> have made terrible decisions. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a little disappointing because I was expecting it to be mightily average. But it wasn't even that. I, I was looking forward to enjoying just not thinking for yeah. an hour and a half. And so, you, mean, you mean three hours because it's a DC movie? Yeah, <laughs> it's a superhero movie. I thought we we got past the point. Like after Aquaman, I was just yeah. like, "All right, 
we have gone past the point where they're going to make actually but bad even, movies. Even after the first Wonder Woman, um, that movie is fine. Right. The- but Aquaman was the last one. I'm yeah. like, they're going to get this wrong and this is going to be trash. <laughs> and I watched Aquaman with a smile on my face and I went, everyone now understands how to make these movies. <laughs> There'll be great ones, but they'll never be like, like a, a certain Thor 2. Like we're, I didn't think there's any more Thor 2s coming out. Um, but New Mutants, which I haven't seen, I'm just taking Andrew's word for it. Mm-hmm. And now this. Garbage. I don't understand what... It, like, the template is set. Just make the same move. Just like Westerns. Hey, every now and again, some director came along and, and turned the Western into something else. But for the rest of people, they were just like, hey, you've seen Westerns. These are different actors. They're in a different location. And just... But Warner Brothers decided not to go that road. <laughs> uh, that movie ain't great. You remember, you remember when Wonder Woman solved all of the Middle Eastern conflicts? Right. Just in one go, she just went like, fixed. Yeah. Uh-huh. L- like, that... That didn't... That part didn't even offend me as much as the rest of the movie. I mean, by that time, yeah. the movie had already yeah. gotten so ridiculous. You're just like... It was like I whatever. didn't even notice, to be honest with you, until you said that yeah. a while ago. I didn't even yeah. realize. I, to, I just I, remember just having actually this movie gave me a headache because I had actually expected it to be. Also, not calling the boss Chitara. <laughs> just a missed opportunity. <laughs> nope, that's a that's a that's a conflict of interest. Two different comic book companies. There'd be a lawsuit happening somewhere. If Warner Brothers can't pay for the rights to call somebody Chitara. Also, they didn't have to... They could spell it differently. It could be pronounced the same, but spelled differently. Yeah, and... and Exactly, and to be fair, she could have come out with her own brand of Cheetos called Cheese Taras. (laughs) Right, anything. I I saw someone online. So, like, the plot of the movie is basically, like... First of all, I feel like this movie suffers from the thing that a lot of comic book sequels happen, which is, like, they throw in too many villains just for the sake of it. Where like I love the Pedro Pascal thing because number one he's ridiculous yeah. and he knows to be like a comic book cartoon and he's amazing. Yes, right. Yeah. Um, but like the whole plot of him is that he becomes a wishing rock, right? And he can give you any wish you want and like he takes something from you. So Christian Wig goes like, I want to be super powerful, not knowing that's what she's asking for. And she's like, All right, cool. And she gets that. And then she's like, You know what? I want more of. I want to become a cat lady. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense yep. at all. Um, but anyways, that movie's trash. Um, I just wanted to throw it in here because I still love the ridiculousness of, like, there's, like, 60% of that movie that's, like, cartoony enough that I like it. Like, all the Chris Pine shit, all of the Pedro Pascal shit. So, the, the only thing, the only thing that, like, you remember when Sam Rockwell came in Iron Man 2 mm-hmm. and was just hamming it up? Mm-hmm. That is what Pedro Pascal reminds me of in mm-hmm. this one. And so I was just like, I mean, Marvel didn't do anything else with Sam Rockwell, which they should. They really should. And I'm hoping that Warner Brothers realizes that 
they need to do more with Pedro. They should find some way. I don't care how. But that's the thing that I'm hoping because those guys are fun and know what kind of movies they're making. So with that, I think our our unassuming winner is the painted bird. Like yes. Yeah. Like um Charlie Kaufman, you put up the best fight. Like you definitely throw yourself out there for it. But the painted bird is the most unprecedented time of 2020. Um, please don't watch this movie or you will, you will die of just depression. Yeah, movies are, don't have to be fun, but there shouldn't be this. Um, our runners-up is Charlie Kaufman's I'm Thinking of Ending Things and Patty Jenkins' World War 84. Um. They should you really shouldn't have done the WW. Like, <laughs> like, like in my head, like it's either that or we call it a website. We just call it ww84.com. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but then I'd be adding an extra W for no reason other than a dumb joke. So World War works in my head. I'll I'll go with that. Dub dubs. Um our follow-up award, our next award, um, is we don't have a fun title for it. No one, no one thought of a fun one. Yes. But because it's specifically, a topic. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that got you through 2020. Now, as I mentioned at the top of this podcast, 2020 has been a rough year. Um, many people have suffered. Many people are. <laughs> many people are 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 doing things. Are, are <laughs> many people are doing things. Many people. Many people are out of work. Many people have died. Many people are irrevocably i said a fa- i said a big word irrevocably um changed by an illness that we don't know where it's going to take them um but we had a lot to deal with and there are things that we had to do to take our minds off of the drab awfulness that was 2020 so in this category <laughs> that's supposed to be happy um we have two nominations, so there's no third runner-up. Um, that being Questlove's DJ sets. He did a lot of live DJ sets on the internet via Twitch, via Instagram, via um, YouTube, which is what I tend to watch on. Um, well, it's it's Twitch. <laughs> it's QTube. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's Jeff Bezos' tube. <laughs> um, and the other thing nominated for this award is video games. Because while the movie theaters were locked down, <laughs> while the movie theaters were locked down, while comic book distribution was, was inf- affected, one thing that truly, well, I'm sure it was affected, but it wasn't as affected as publicly, um, was the distribution and release of video games, a thing that has been streamlined into our veins over the internet. Um, and it has been good. 2020's video games have been good. Has it been good? The video game everyone was waiting for for 18 years. That's a 2021 video game. But, uh, <laughs> but did it? Did that's, it come out? That's quite obviously because <laughs> it's not expected to actually come out until 2017. Oh, clearly. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. That's when development on this game will be finished. <laughs> They put it in, in the 20, title, Damien. In 2077. 
my god oh my god i have never been more delighted <laughs> to look at people who i've been telling them for years this includes andrew robinson do not pre-order anything. <laughs> let the people whose job it is to tell you if something is good, let them do their job, then you can buy it. And Andrew's like, nah, I will play this game if it's the last thing. And then he could play the game. <laughs> I only got one crash. Does that count? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, watching. I'm just happy I'm not one of the people who was playing this on a PS4, to be oh quite honest. God. Like, if, if this had touched a PS4, I think I would have been like, actively burning people no on fire. Sony took the game off their platform. Sony's just like, oh, you have a PS4? No, you can't buy this game. <laughs> Andrew, how long have we been playing video games? Have you ever seen anything like this? For a game like Skyrim was broken. And they just left that game up. <laughs> to watch to watch people look at this game and they're just like, like, I figured it wasn't going to look good or be broken or whatnot. But even I couldn't have dreamt of half of the madness that this game did. And this is from a developer that... Douglas, here's how good this developer is. After they put out The Witcher, they're like, hey, you should buy games that we didn't make from our platform. And I was just like, CD Projekt is a good company. They have that one game I love. Of course I'll buy games from your platform. <laughs> uh, now, <laughs> uh, but outside of Cyberpunk, uh, it's, been, it's been, it was truly a cracking year for for video games, um, new and old, uh, when there was no sports, uh, it was just, <laughs> it, was, it was video games are like two TV shows. <laughs> I just fell into uh, Expanse Hole yeah. and video games. And when it wasn't the Expanse, I think I watched Justified again. I did that recently. Um, yes. yes. Um, and... I remember maybe three or so weeks into April when there was when it was clear that there'd be no sports. I just started watching old World Cups. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's actually that is what got me, right? And so when Olympics. there was no sports, <laughs> yeah. right? That is when the the crushing weight <laughs> Of quarantine <laughs> of and lockdown yeah, and COVID. actually hit you, and that is why for me Questlove is yeah, is the thing because the that's thing when that I actually got me. into Questlove, yeah. and I was like, oh wait, he's just playing music because I had heard you know other people were doing it. D Nice, DJ D Nice was doing it, and all mm -hmm. sorts of other DJs and whatever. But I have a, a relationship with the Roots, and so Questlove yes. I was like, oh let me try this. I I remember laughing at myself thinking. Oh God, Douglas! How depressed are oh, you? Oh yeah! Watch how now, desperate right? are you? Yeah, and I was quite desperate, As but it turns, out. it turned out to be quite good. Mm -hmm. And to this day, like I now know his schedule. I now know that I, every Friday and Monday I can watch um, him do something. Yeah, and sometimes in the week, I know he even puts up like concerts of other people, like James Brown, Sharon Jones, whoever, right? Um, and 
that Questlove DJ set. Like, I can literally sit down and listen to all four hours while sometimes actually just watching because he will also tell stories and all sort of shit. And um, a lot of the time just messing around on my phone and whether it's Twitter yeah. or, you know, w- whatever is going on. And so, yo, uh, uh, Questlove, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> it, You're saying a DJ saved your life? Yeah. DJ saved my life. Uh, from... Oh, how can we make coronavirus into a broken heart? <laughs> I can't get the phonetics. Now, anyway. Uh, coronavirus? What was weird is that even though there was new games coming out, and I played most of the new games that came out, the games that I continued to play through this uh Shit show is what <laughs> uh, I played um Pro Evo, which isn't surprising, but the one that I was playing might be. I was playing Pro Evo 6. That game came out mm-hmm. in 2006, mm-hmm. which using basic math is 14 years ago. <laughs> now, Pro Evo has a current version of the game <laughs> out that I own. Did not play that one. <laughs> Went back to the one that felt the best. I was just like, this is my forever. I'll be that guy. And turns out I wasn't alone. You could download option files to give you the current players. I didn't do that. I just played with the old time. I was just like, you know what? I don't <laughs> want anything reminding me of this year. There we go. Let's play with Shevchenko and Chelsea. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> with Henri and Messi. All <laughs> oh, right, Messi's still playing. With Ronaldo. Oh, yeah, he's still playing. <laughs> with Kaka. You remember Kaka? Roy Keane. It's all Ro- about Roy Keane. <laughs> Messi to Man City. This sure. January. At, at this point, why Let's not? do this. <laughs> um, but uh, through all of this, I played. Uh, one video game that, and I spoke about it, spoke about it on the podcast already. The Last of Us Two is the first video game I played since The Legend of Zelda back in 1999. Um, come on and Sadat X still getting theirs in the one nine nine nine. I, The Last of Us Two is the first video game I've played that challenges any movie on the movie's terms. And then it challenges any game on the game's terms. And it out it is a better story than anything I saw this year in movies or TV shows. And it is one of the best playing video games I've ever played. Um, and it is far and away the best looking game that has come out this year, including Cyberpunk. I know if you have $14 trillion on a graphics card from the future, you can get Cyberpunk to be more shiny, but it doesn't look any better. (laughs) It may perform better and technically you can run. I don't want to hear it. In terms of when you put two things in front of someone and say, which one of these look better? The Last of Us 2 is a better looking game than Cyberpunk is. And I 
it, it was just so refreshing to have that experience in one of the worst years uh, that I've been through. And so I would like to thank uh, it's Naughty Dog, I think, because Sony Santa Monica is God of War, right? Yeah, Na- Naughty Dog right. is Last of Us. Right. And Naughty Dog got a lot of shit for decisions they made in the game. They killed a very prominent character and um, very angry men, mostly men, uh, did the thing that we saw them do a couple of days ago where they don't, a thing that they like doesn't happen and they feel it is necessary to burn down everything and everyone with them because they're upset. Uh, and uh, I mean, The Last of Us went on to win video game awards, which who gives a shit about video game awards? And But they sold a lot, which is why uh, they made the game. But I want them to know that despite, and I'm sure they know to an extent that it's not everyone that was on, uh, that agreed with this shit show uh, that surrounded the game after it launched. I want them and the people that made the game, that worked all those long hours, that tried something new, I want them to know that it worked for me um, and it worked clearly for a lot of people. And I'd like them to continue down this road. Me, me, me. It worked for me. Right. I'd like them to continue down this road because they are one of the few games that has pushed the video game medium forward um, in the ways that you're... You don't have to, but we'd like you to. Um, And so, yeah, the video games and the COVID. Andrew, I think you played... 14 trillion hours at Animal Crossing? <laughs> like the rest of the world? Um, I did start Animal Crossing. I'm not going to lie. I played some of it. Yeah. And then after like around two weeks, first of all, I, I I recognize inside me that the type of video game that Animal Crossing is is not me. And it's not necessarily right. about the content itself or like the, the gameplay itself. But the idea of a game in which I start it and it says to me, you finished all the content for today, come back tomorrow after 20 minutes, is not my kind of game. No. Right? Metro, um, stop being a hater. You're just <laughs> jealous that Frodo Baggins did not come over to your farm and take some radishes from you or something. Put it this way. Put it this way. <laughs> At the time which people were going crazy for that. review video games <laughs> that he knows that he has a <laughs> passing, passing understanding of. <laughs> What was just what a was swing that that game? Yeah. He got radishes. That's the only thing he got. <laughs> um, at the same time, in which like people were going crazy for that game, mm-hmm. um, I was, I was going crazy for the other farming game, which was very old at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm trying to remember the name because I've stopped playing it now. No, no, not Farmville. Farmville. Even though Farmville, Farmville no, has had a story of 2020. But it's never been a game. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, give, me, and give me two seconds and I'll find this game that I played. He's talking about I know exactly. I know you know what game I'm talking about, you jackass. Uh, is it Sailor Moon? Yeah, I mean, it might be Sailor Moon. 
You uh, Hakashi. Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. You got it. <laughs> I'm like scrolling through my Steam list, being like, I know I have this game, and I know I've put in like too many hours into this right. game. Cooking. Um, <laughs> um, but like Stardew Valley, like I put in on my Switch because I bought it on the Switch. I put in like probably 40 hours into that game, and I didn't know realize how deep that game was when I first. I remember when people were talking about this game whenever it came out, however many years ago. Um, and like, I probably played it for like an hour on steam, which I bought for a dollar in some steam sale and kind of went like, don't care. Um, this year when everyone was getting into animal crossing, I went, you know what? I'm going to dive deep into, into Stardew Valley. And oh my God, that game is immense. And I, I know I have to go back and play more of it, but I definitely loved it. But like the games of this year that got me, and I don't mean specifically like games released in 2020, but the games that I played in 2020, um, that got me through this were games like The Last of Us Part Two, which r- my wife looked at me and said, "Andrew, why are you playing a game about a virus?" Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was um, bad timing on their part. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, why is everybody getting zombified in your virus game? Why do you want me to watch you like m- murder so many people and have so much murdering happen? Yeah, putting out um, a nothing game about a virus in the middle of a pandemic is not great time. <laughs> and not the fun kind of murdering. Yeah. So you know, um, yeah. there's that. Uh, there was me playing through um the final fantasy 7 remake yes. which i i i don't know damien if you've quietly played this and not talked to me about so this <laughs> i have i have purchased it and i'm planning to play enough people have told me what that i thought it was just a straight remake but apparently they've they're using final fantasy as the template and then they've gone buck wild They've gone anime book wild. Yeah. So. Um, there are a lot of things in there that made me come to terms with what Final Fantasy is. Yeah, nonsense. Right? Because, 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 like, because like, I grew up on Final Fantasy. I loved Final I Fantasy feel. 7 was a big game. It was a big game for me. Um, but like, I grew up playing on emulators, all of the old Final Fantasy games. And I always had, I always had a general issue with like modern day Final Fantasy games, like since it got into the 3D world, I've never really been into those games as hard as I want to. Like as the years went on post FF7, like eight, nine, 10, like I know I've bought some of those games and I know I've not played any of those games, right? Um, And stuff like that. But this FF7 remake, like it, it pushed me to like consider like what Final Fantasy VII means to me, which is this crazy anime nonsense. Um, but at the same time, like falling in love with a combat system that I generally don't like in a lot of games. I tried to play Yakuza games, which I'm not saying is exactly this combat system, but the concept of this active combat system in a party like is something that I've avoided in a lot of video games. Right? Um, and I downright love this game. I love the ridiculousness of it. I love the silliness of it. I love the willingness for them to have like dance mini games that are just so, so goddamn crazy. Um, Talking about The Last of Us 2, I've been playing a lot of Demon's Souls. Well, I shouldn't say a lot. I've probably put in like 20 hours of Demon's Souls at the end of the year. That's a lot. Um, And I'm pretty much like, I'm sure I'm at the point where like someone who knows this game well would have put in like around eight hours. Right, but I'm enjoying yeah, but myself. We don't have to those people. 
right? <laughs> Listen, I have to go to work every day out of time to be number one a triple x killer on video games anymore i'm thinking um but the game that i think i'd mentioned that i played in 2020 and we've talked about this on the podcast that kind of like blew me away is red dead redemption 2 yes right um and uh, like i um american (laughs) horse pirates too (laughs) (laughs) um I'm sincerely afraid of like starting this game again, but at the same time, so excited about one day playing this game a second time around. Um, because and Damon has mentioned this before, like when he did it, like now knowing like what is in this game, yes. like now knowing the things that I pay attention to, right. like the things I would focus on and how this game kind of manifests itself, the way that the story interacts with the gameplay in what is a simplified um, Grand Theft Auto kind of story stru- mission structure of go to a guy, shoot a guy, murder a guy, rob right. a guy, run away kind of mission structure. Like, there was, there's been a long time for the last, like, four or five years where I've stepped away from story-heavy video games to play a lot of systems-based video games, like a civilization, like a pro-evolution, like a... Like even playing games like Spelunky, which is another game that came out this year that I've put in like a dozen or so hours into, right. um, kind of thing, where the game kind of is a start and stop and you finish in like 20 minutes and you're like, all right, I have something else to do. The amount of fucking hours I played Overwatch in the last like five years right um is insane um but red dead redemption i feel more than anything more than any other video game of all of them and i mean the last of us 2 deserves mentioning in this category as well um i think it's brought me back to story video like heavy lore story video games Mm -hmm. right and i can't wait till 2022 when i can play cyberpunk Uh, i'm sorry 2077 sorry (laughs) I'm hopeful. (laughs) (laughs) They announced that game in... It must have been 18. No, no, they announced the game. It was supposed to be... In like 2015. 2015 was when they announced it. No, the first teaser trailer for that game was 2013. Oh, shit. I think the other game I didn't mention that was a game I played heavily in 2022 was the Resident Evil 2 remake. Oh yeah, you and, and I have the RE three game to play. I've not started it yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's no play RE two again. There's no winners in this category, and if there were a winner, it would clearly be Questlove. <laughs> Questlove trumps video games. I mean, no, based on how <laughs> you guys are talking, I have a feeling video games as well. Questlove, Trump. like we we were going to play video games when or not anything up. The the only thing that changed this year uh-huh. was that. Questlove had the time to do this. <laughs> Without the pandemic, like, that would have happened. Whether like, or not there's Questlove, a pandemic, they were putting out these videos. <laughs> like Questlove would always have done this. He just would have done it like at venues, at places. Right. He was like, I've heard this is a thing he does where like he goes to a roots show and then like at the night he just shows up at the club in that town and like does a does a set. Yeah, right. Like, he actually never does seen sets it. also. Like I, I remember when I started following him. He'd in normal times, he'd 
say, you know, I'm going to be in Boston doing this. I'm going to be what? So DJ says is what he did. And actually, I was watching one of the recent sets that he did maybe last week. Um, and he spoke about it. He's like, listen. Oh, I think it was a New Year's Eve one um, when I had to be at my home for fucking New Year's Eve. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, so he was talking about it. <laughs> he's, he's like, listen. Um, so all of you guys need to thank this fella here, Root, and my whole management team. Mm -hmm. Because if it wasn't for them, I wasn't going to do this. Exactly. They like convinced me, and they had to convince me hard yep. <laughs> to like do this thing just for free. Like I yeah. get paid for this. Why would I? You know that kind of scenario. Right. Um, but and so that's really... why that is why Questlove. If we we're picking our winner, uh -huh. Questlove wins. Yeah, and I really hope because I know one day. We might not ever go back to proper normal, mm -hmm. but there will be something that is the world. And I hope that when that day comes, he continues to give me my DJ sets because I love them to death. I'm more. <laughs> I remember. I remember in February. Mm -hmm. February, I went to go and see Duran Jones and the Indications. That was the last concert I went to, and it was, it was so packed in a way, like it was this this little bar, and it was like so packed in a way that I think about it now and I wonder if I'll ever want to be in a crowd that packed again. Yeah. And I wonder heavily. Yeah. Uh, you guys continue. This is, I keep having to remind you guys that uh, we were alive for 9-11. No one was ever going to fly again. <laughs> Everybody was afraid. And the only, the only difference between 9-11 and this mm -hmm. is that this is... Um, this situation has lasted a year. 9-11, that like intense sort of panic and mm -hmm. whatever, lasted like maybe a month. No, lasted like a, a week. And then, you know, people were like, all right, but we need to... People were like, yo, I, got, I have a meeting in Dubai. I got to go. Cool, <laughs> cool, cool. Um, how much people you see outside? I see outside. Hey, I'm not I'm not talking about people here. I get you. I agree with you. Like people will do shit. Right. I'm talking about me, like whether I will feel okay Andrew, what I'm saying getting into that crowd. What I'm saying to you is after these vaccines roll out, and while you'll you'll be in the last set of people to go back, trust me, you're going back. <laughs> Andrew will be there's the going last to be of us. there's going to be um sports and music like once the people you like finally are comfortable to go out and perform like you went in a driving to go watch tenet that is how thirsty you were to be <laughs> to watch movies <laughs> when that the arc light or the twilight or whatever madness <laughs> you have over there it's just like yo dog Come watch these old ass movies because there's no movies coming out. And we know you, you movie assholes want to watch old movies. Come, come watch Lord of the Rings again or whatever. You're going to go. That's probably uh, true. Yeah. What? Listen, right now, <laughs> we have enough sense not to do this because we know it's probably a bad idea. But I'm sitting beside Douglas. That is testament to how seriously we're taking the, the COVID thing. It is, yes, I take it a level of serious, but then there's areas where I'm just like, look, I can only do so much and no more. 
even though I can definitely do more. When we get to the office, we take off our masks. <laughs> Nobody in the office is wearing masks. It's central air, AC and everything. Everyone knows. But at some point, you just want a sense of normalcy in certain places. You understand that when you go outside, it's the public. You're not going to feel comfortable. You have to do all of these things. But when you get home, like there's how many research papers on COVID being trafficked onto the bottom of people's feet. So you probably shouldn't take your shoes inside of your house. I, have, I don't know anybody sanitizing them shoes. Because <laughs> at some point, you're just like, all right, listen. If I'm going to have to bleach an apple to eat apples, then I'm just, COVID just going to have to, I'm just going to have to hope I don't get COVID. <laughs> so you're going to go back. Don't worry. Next December, we'll see. <laughs> Next December, when hopefully, when hopefully we're recording this all together. Yeah. Yes, yes. Not this December. I don't know what is happening with this year. But the next, I'm hoping by next December. Because. No, man. This December needs to be a, a, a live podcast. Oh, I mean, how Jamaica going to get vaccines in time? Oh, cool. Oh, oh you mean Andrew going to come to us? Listen, all right, great. Damien, we're, right, we're immune, okay? That's a heavy hope. That's a heavy I mean, hope. That I'll be, I'll numbers, be in Jamaica next Christmas. Based on the numbers that Jamaica have, it looking kind of that way. I mean, <laughs> sure, hey, sure, we, we have... don't test. We do not. Donald yeah, Trump yeah. said, "If you don't test, you don't get." Positive. No, but but you can't see it in the hospitals. Though. Yeah. We have been so lucky. Jesus I don't understand Christ. how lucky. So we've so, been. so yeah. all right, Andrew, yeah. you you're not going to want to hear this because you live in one of the countries where this applies to. My friend Nicada said. He thinks, no, of course, he's not a scientist and there's no way to know. <laughs> but he's like, I think the reason the virus is lower in especially Caribbean countries is because we have to bathe every single day. <laughs> and you nasty people in the States do not. <laughs> I think there's well, something. I think that well, might have something to do with it. <laughs> Listen, I'm not a scientologist, but that sounds right. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you you're right, but uh-huh. I'm sure I know a few people who fall into that category. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, especially in them, in them cold months when exactly. they're like... Just... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man. So, like... You've heard all sorts of conspiracy <laughs> theories like that. Like, I've heard people who want to sound a little more scientific yeah. saying, you know, well, because we get the TB vaccine. Yeah. And, and that kind of shit. Yeah. But <laughs> people pulling shit out I of mean, their ass. But there obviously is something. Yeah. Because we haven't done much, right? We, we go <laughs> home early. Yes. And that's about it. Right. Talk home, you know, we travel at night. Yeah. <laughs> but. We yes. we have cases. Most of the cases are mild, yes. and we have deaths. But on a per capita basis, right. if we were like so, everybody else. So deaths like, per million, no. Jamaica is twenty three. Mm-hmm. Deaths per million, America is a thousand and thirty something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and I don't think we're that much more or yeah that much more vigilant. Yeah, uh, because we. Yeah. Boy, we're full of stupid people, same way. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> if if it was dependent on just how dumb and trust people me, are. I mean, myself and Damien can 
from time to time place ourselves squarely yeah, in course. that category of stupid. Of course, people. you're just like, listen. Yeah. Every once in a while, you do something stupid and you're like, you know what? I shouldn't have done yeah. that, you know. Like, you know better, yeah. but you're just like, mm-hmm. it's been so long. I just need yeah. to do this. Yeah. Also, COVID only keeps outside when you have to line up. <laughs> Everybody, once you go inside our building, right? So inside, Andrew, you should see some of these places where inside the building, they have lines and they're just like, you have to be this far apart and only 10 people can go inside. And inside of the premises, there are strict COVID rules. You see, outside the gates, buck wild. <laughs> Just any amount of people <laughs> that want to be in a tight space. Boy. Uh, but yeah. Um, so anyways, moving along. I think we finished our DJ sets. Did we decide that DJ sets won? A DJ saved our lives over video games? Yes, last night the DJ saved. I mean, last year the DJ saved our lives. Okay. Um, and by the way, Douglas, I'd like to say that as someone who's watched a lot of the Quest Love DJ sets and loved them, I it wasn't until the last two or three months where he kind of got, and I mean, I understood it that he was like doing a lot of sets to like lead up to the election and to lead up to what was the Roots picnic event thing. Yeah. Um. So like, I got into the habit of like every night or every other night seeing him, but eventually got to the point where no, like every time I turn it on, that there's a stream. It's like him showing like the the Soul Train or a James Brown thing, and I didn't really care for those. So I got upset and stopped kind of following it, and then it would only occasionally catch him and be like, "Oh, he's actually doing DJing tonight." I didn't realize enough to get into the mode of saying, "Oh, it's Friday and Monday," you say. I was like you, um, and I got very upset, but I would still, I still wanted it enough that every time I saw it, I'd be like, what? He's on! And then either I get excited when he actually was on, or when it wasn't, I'd be like, ah, this motherfucker. You know? So, so I, was, I was like you as well. <laughs> um, what it is, is that I caught him once, and he was talking about it. Um, and he said, listen, this is my schedule now, Friday and Monday. And he seems to have kept to that. Um, sometimes, you know, he, he's a, he's, he he's he's, he's not a busy man and he's yeah doing whatever I'm doing. So sometimes I'm just decide, yo, fuck this shit. But generally Fridays and Mondays are his days now. I missed last night's by apparently by a minute. I think I was watching something else and I was like, oh wait, today's but you because I follow him on Instagram, it usually pops up and says he's online, but it didn't for some reason. Um but when I finished watching whatever it was I was watching, I then switched over to the YouTube and it was like yes there is a stream but it just finished four minutes ago and I think I watched like a half hour of it or something and I went to sleep. But yeah um he is he's great. Um I love his stories that he 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 has about all of these people. I hope that's like that's the sort of thing that upsets me about his roots albums. First of all, he hasn't had one in too long. He needs another one. But second of all Ever since he went to Def Jam, and it's sad that I know that that's when it, when it happened. Ever since him and the, the crew went moved from, um, I think it was Rockus. No, it wasn't Rockus. Um, Geffen. Uh, Geffen. Thank you. It was Geffen, and then they went to Def Jam. Uh, he stopped writing liner notes. I used to. Um, 
get a Roots album and, and sit down the line and just read through the liner notes. Because unlike, even though I used to do that with all albums, and it was like produced by this person, sung by this person, written by that person, and maybe it was the lyrics. His liner notes were special where he'd be like, yo, I remember when we were in the studio recording this song and then Erica Badu came and like mm-hmm. it would there would be stories about each song and he stopped it when he moved to Def Jam. So you're going to want to listen to the Talib Kweli podcast. Oh yeah? It is just him talking to mm-hmm. every literally every, everyone that is still alive mm-hmm. he has had on that podcast and it is just stories of yo yeah. uh, there's there's one where Commons talks about the Thelonious track um, where it appeared both on his album and um, Talib? No man. Uh, Jesus Christ. Anyways. Oh, you're talking about Talib's song which is no both man. on Talib and MF Doom's album? No man. So come on did the Thelonious track um, with a couple of people um, and it appeared on Common's album and their album. Okay. And it, it's just stories about yeah. how people made like how the people we like Mm-hmm. And like the people who like yeah. and we're friends with quality yeah. are the artists we like. So it's just him talking to those people. That makes sense. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like I might I I kinda hated it, on it at first, but I feel like I might right. like Questlove's um show as well. Mm-hmm. But it's on flipping Pandora and you have to look. Oh yeah. Yeah, Tali is on yeah. YouTube. You can just watch him talk to people. Um it's just liner notes. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but different. Uh, so you'll you'll enjoy it. Um, An additional quest love note um, for 2020. Even though this movie is not mentioned in any of our categories at this point, um, I was kind of happy and surprised when I noticed he played the drummer character in Soul, in the Pixar movie oh, Soul. I didn't watch that movie, so I don't know how good or bad it is. I assume it's I saw it's it. fine, it's on my fine top to bad. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Okay. Um, I so the the plot of the movie, as you know, if you've seen the trailers at all, is that this guy who is a high school teacher, like, um, wants to be a jazz musician, gets his, and he gets his shot. one shot, right? So how he gets <laughs> how he gets the connection is this drummer for the band who used to be one of his students, and that drummer is voiced by Questlove. I did know he was in that movie. Actually, now that you say it. Um, I didn't know until like the credits rolled, and I'm like, oh, I think he might have like posted something about it somewhere. Um, but yeah, I, I, eventually I'll watch it. It's a Pixar movie, but yeah. it just—I don't know why. I was just like, you know what? That's probably not going to be that great. I was like, I can find another reason to get value out of this free Disney Plus subscription. Yo, <laughs> I love how all of my brothers just sponge off of my subscriptions. <laughs> Please to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, Douglas, at this stage, the only one I'm actively using is Disney. Everyone yeah. else I'm not actually using. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but um, actually, I don't care. I just think it's funny. <laughs> yep. Um, did you like the new, the new user profile name change? I saw it the other day and I was like, oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, there's that. So moving right along, and we're going to wrap this, this, this category up quickly, um, is the best non-2020 film. In a year of movies not being released, 
um, it became more and more important for you to dive in the back catalog of films that you need you needed but had never seen. I'm sure people like Douglas um, don't have those movies. He's seen all the movies he needs to see in the in the past, as always. Um, he's seen everything. He's so what is there for him to discover? Nothing. Um, but for people like me, people uneducated like myself, like I continually find myself diving into other areas of film and looking at what what was, what could have been. Um, and so the films nominated for this award is the 1966 film directed by Richard Brooks, I believe, yep. The Professionals. Yep. Um, Cowboy Shenanigans. <laughs> Cowboy Shenanigans. Sorry. Or as American I like to call it. Pirates. <laughs> Pirates. <laughs> Shenanigans. It's, it's, it's the Cowboy Dirty Dozen is what this movie is. Yep. Um, then there's the 1999 Japanese film by Takeshi Kitano, Kikijiro. Kikijiro! Uh, it's one <laughs> word. and also the movie that came out in 2019 Mm -hmm. um the safety brothers opus that is uncut gems so annoying yeah that's the problem (laughs) stars adam sandler yep uh uncut gems stars adam sandler yes it does you know when's the last time adam sandler made a good movie uncut gems the water boys (laughs) <laughs> that's not true that's not true he was in a movie called punch drunk love i said good movies i was very specific <laughs> he was in big daddy that's a good movie isn't it uh Ooh. no you are oh, incorrect boy. sir um andrew little nikki mm. yeah. right so How about billy madison can i can i hold on to billy madison i'll hold on to first dates and i'll try hard but uh-huh. i know i shouldn't to hold on to Zohan. I think those are like... <laughs> I can't follow you with Zohan. You're on your own Zohan. If I never watch it again, I'm sure I'm with you, Douglas and Zohan. I agree. I think that's going to be my approach, Andrew. <laughs> Even at the time, I couldn't follow you too. I've, I've noticed that watching old Adam Sandler movies <laughs> tends to loosen that grip. <laughs> um, I was just uh, comfortable living my life Knowing that Adam Sandler is trash. Uh, <laughs> and then the Safety brothers were like, we got something for you. Hey, Damien. Not only are we putting Adam Sandler in here, we're putting Kevin Garnett in there and have him play a younger version of himself. Just cause. And the movie's incredible. The movie's incredible. It's an incredible movie. Um, Andrew said as much. The whole world said as much. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't see it till and this year. And I think year. both you and I, Damien, decided mm-hmm. that they were wrong yeah. until like yeah, January or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Until yeah. Netflix finally gave yeah. it to you. And yeah. we were just like, come on. <laughs> come on! <laughs> um, but uh, they were right. And uh, it was very aggravating. Uh, and so, yeah. That's why this is on the list. Uh, I can also speak to uh, the other one on the list, Kiki Jiro. Oh, the winner, you mean? Andrew uh, was um, derelict in his duty of finding us uh, quality Japanese film. Yes. And uh, for this movie to have been out for damn near two decades, and Andrew at no point did he, the thing we asked Andrew to do. That's all we asked from him. And he was just like, nah. So uh, just to let you know how... 
I gave you host, didn't I? On your backside. <laughs> Just to let you know how much I love this movie and how um, much this needs to be the winner of this category, I would say outside of Tenet mm-hmm. and Hamilton, this is the, my favorite movie that I've watched for the first time in 2020. Yeah. If we're yeah. going on favorite movie I've yeah. seen in this year, this definitely runs away with me. Yeah. Yeah. This Damien, Damien, I know you are a you are an American horse pirate person. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. All right. I know the professionals have a special place in your heart. It truly does. Do these movies, Uncut Gems slash Kiki Jiro, really defeat that heart that you have? Kiki Jiro is the only move. Uncut Gems doesn't, because The Professionals is truly a horse pirate masterpiece. But Kiki Jiro is... It is Japanese Up, and Up is one of the best movies ever. And Japanese Up. I never I, thought of it that way. I think Japanese Up might be better than actual Up. Japanese Up with featuring Charlie Brown. Yeah. 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 Um, Andrew, it's not that... so. The, the the list is clearly Kiki Jiro, the professionals on Uncut Gems. Uh, but Kiki Jiro is... Andrew, it's not often you watch a movie that you know is one of your Desert Island movies the second you see it. Mm-hmm. You're just like, all right, this one, <laughs> this one is one of the... This is a Pantheon movie immediately. Yep. Um, those don't come around too often. Um, yeah. And just watching that movie in disbelief, because a movie this good, I, I should have seen like many, many years ago. <laughs> like, we're those people. We're the people who would have found this movie at some point. And to know that these type of movies may, might still exist somewhere if we just look hard enough is the reason I, I enjoy doing this podcast. Um, yeah, we get to talk about, you know, the big blockbusters that everyone talks about. But that's not really why that's not really why we did this podcast. Because we did it because we are the weird ones that used to watch the movie cha- back when TV was a thing. We'd watch the movie channel and find <laughs> weird movies <laughs> and watch those weird movies. Um, so yeah, at least that's my list. Uh, uh, let's hear your defense for uh, the horse pirates, Andrew Robinson. Look, look, look. The horse pirates are, are perfection in this list. They, I mean, first of all, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's an elegance to the movies that were made in the 60s as to how they did their, their, um, their dirty dozen stories, where you just had a set of rapscallions who were sent on a mission, who were sent on a mission, and were just... Uh, yeah. This is this is the power you get to be as a father. You can finally say rapscallion, so scallywag, yeah. you're allowed, uh, right? <laughs> I, I'll rectify this by years in. <laughs> what we are doing? <laughs> um, like they are just the the great characters that you want to watch on, and then to see them go on this journey of just the heist the return, the fights, everything that goes on in this movie is perfection. Like, basically, I could tell you that this was Inception on horses. And it really was, right? It's, it's just an amazing cast of characters and how they play the fun into it. Now, herein lies my debate for this podcast. 
right? Number one, Douglas has not seen this movie. Yeah, no. it's right? going to be hard for me. Yes. <laughs> right? So I understand that I can't win. <laughs> right? I am willing to concede that I can't win. The professionals can't be announced. Hey, 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 We can make it Trump a taught us you're not allowed to concede. You, yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah, you have, concede. yeah. You don't have to do that. <laughs> um, but I will not win this. And then you win. <laughs> <laughs> However, in a world in which we must rank these. In a world. Yeah, we rank both as number one and Uncut Gems as three. There was a shit I, I would give I would give the Safety Brothers Opus over Kikijiro. You, wow. you are high on right. drunk, wow. sir. sir you're I am willing to concede my vote of the professional. Sir, drunk. Here's the thing. Right. Here's the thing. And I understand why you would say such a blasphemous thing. <laughs> yeah. Right? I understand why. Because your priorities are scrambled. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Right? What happens to you is you watch Uncut Gems and you're like, oh, this is a real serious movie. Mm-hmm. What you don't seem to understand, um, Andrew, my friend, is that um, Kikujiro is filled with paperback jellyfish. Yeah, it's okay? filled with joy. It is and filled happiness. with joy. And I know that one scene does not necessarily um, flow into the second scene, into the third, into the next, and the next, and mm-hmm. the next. But they just add up to this big smile that is on my face whenever I watch it, whenever I think about watching it, and whenever somebody reminds me that it exists. Um, it, it, it's not cinema, right? Uncut Gems is cinema, is cinema, right? Kikujiro is the warm bowl of soup that I... W- I have when you come in from the cold, right? Kikujiro is what will keep you com- keep you company for the rest of your life. Uncut gems is that one thing that you It's a thrill ride that will remind you that life is can be exciting. It's the thrill ride that you watch once every ten years. <laughs> no. How dare you <laughs> Andrew Robinson, I I, I wanted to hate Uncut Gems. Uh, and just, yet I'm here you are. And yet here you are to show uh, you how good that movie because, is. Because uh, the director's prior movie, I didn't like. Although I haven't gone back and rewatched that. I think I'm wrong. <laughs> Having seen how good Uncut Gems is, <laughs> yeah. I think I, I... I love when that happens. When there's a movie that's so good, yeah, man. you're just like... That you're just I like, mean, clearly I made shit. a mistake. Um... <laughs> Usually, it's the other one. Yeah. You watch a movie so bad, you're just like, I think this person only makes bad movies. So cool, fell in that category. Um, Andrew Robinson, I am not going to try and argue that um, Uncut Gems is in any way not damn near a masterpiece. I, I understand what the movie is. What I will say to you is in terms of what my preference of a movie is. Uh, Uncut, there are many movies like Uncut Gems, is what I'll say. Uh, Movies about 
awful people getting their comeuppance. That is, there are two brothers that that is the only movies that they make. <laughs> They've built an, a discography, a filmography of movies that is just that. There may be three movies like Kiki Jiro on Earth. <laughs> uh, there's up, there's Kiki Jiro and probably some unnamed one that I don't know. An Son of Rambo. That we've not discovered. So Son of Rambo, Up and Kiki Jiro. There's, there are very few movies that do this. Uh, because in less capable hands, Kiki Jiro would have been an absolute nightmare. But it wasn't. From start to, to finish, that movie is incredible. And while you can, there are arguments to be made about its structure and its flow and all of those things, it is one of the movies that you can hold up and go. For every flaw that you can find in a movie, I am here to tell you that that thing is why I like the movie more. Um, <laughs> I want to stop talking to Douglas. Oh, Andrew? It's I make like, head movements as I see spreadsheet I love, changes. Yeah, I love <laughs> Andrew's face whenever he sees what I do in the spreadsheet. Andrew, here's the thing. <laughs> in normal years, we could, we could actually fight it out and, you know, waste time. But last year was a shit year. So here's what I'll do. Kiki Jiro and the professionals are tied and uncut gems come start. <laughs> and we don't have to do this. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. I sold the professionals. Yeah. I gave it away only to bring it back. You got the tie. Also, also, I love the professionals. It's just I had seen that movie so long ago. And I've loved that movie for so long that I inst- like I just assumed I'd made you watch this movie at some point. You remember when we had to make Douglas watch The Wild Bunch? Yeah. Like, I had to force cowboy movies on you too. So, I I just assumed this was one of them. Eh. Didn't get to it. So, moving along. Yes. Why is Lovecraft Country on this list? Yeah. So, I was going to put that in red, but I decided not to anger Andrew too much. Right? So, (laughs) just... You've already angered me so much more. (laughs) So, for those of you who are listening... Our next category is It's Not TV. Yes. We are going to talk about what is the best television of 2020. Mm -hmm. This is probably the category with the most nominees uh, (laughs) that we have. Um, It might be. Generally, because it's 2020, there were no movies. There was nothing else to do but watch Mm -hmm. television shows that were already banked in 2019 and just came out this year. Um, and there are a few that I have highlighted in red to identify as impossible winners. And just to be clear, so Andrew doesn't make, to make sure that Andrew doesn't feel bad, I know one of them he put in. I put in two of them. So Andrew, I am putting reds on mine as well. Right? Yes. But, um, no, that's fine. That- I'm just, I'm just like one, I'm like, that is, that's like the best. How dare you? But we're going to get into it. True, right. true, true. I figure we right. can get into it, but but as far as I'm concerned, I mean, those are all second and third season shows. You're right. not allowed to have yeah. that win. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that's where you're going with this logic. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. As much um, as I love the two shows that I put down there, and we can talk about them. But, because I'm like, you don't know. you love that one? But of anyways, I, I love all of it. Let's, let's stop talking in like cryptic dialogue for people who aren't looking at our spreadsheets. <laughs> um, so the nominated shows um, for It's Not TV, the award for best television in 2020, um, is the FX show What We Do in the Shadows, which had their second season. Um, Ted Lasso, which came out on Apple Plus. Oh, yeah. Never have I, never have I ever... Um, which was on Netflix, Lovecraft Country, HBO, um, Your Honor on Showtime, Two Weeks to Live on HBO Max. I just saw that pop up on Crave this week. Oh, okay. um, it's really fun. I love it. Um, the Expanse on Amazon, which I think is their fourth season or is it their fifth season? Fifth season now. Fifth season. Um, the Queen's Gambit on Netflix and The Boys on Amazon, which had their... It's a second season, right? Yeah. Right, I I lost count. Like in my head, I'm like, is it the third season that I watched? No, it's the second. Um, but yeah, those are the shows that we currently have nominated. Um, Douglas has readied out shows that have multiple that is in their multiple season, which I feel like is something I'd be more willing to entertain. Um, say this was a regular award and we would call it like new TV or whatever. Right. Um. Right. But I'm yeah, like, no, because I have a, I, it, there is a strong argument for the expanse. I have to tell you. Right. And I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm expecting it. And given that it's a show that I still have not touched, I'm like willing to just throw away a, a, a spot on it. Right. I'm like, go ahead, have it. This category um, went from contentious to no longer contentious. Exactly. The second you said that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just throw away this category. Because I don't know how Damien feels. But and the the sad part about it to Andrew is you don't watch his show. Right. But yeah, I know, I know. The last this season of the Expanse, what they have done oh with God. the story with the characters, oh I mean, oh boy. All right. So all right, <laughs> let's just get to it. Andrew said, "Stop being cryptic." The Expanse <laughs> is the best show on TV. <laughs> like there's there's an argument to be made that like it is. It is fast approaching wire territory in my eyes. Just in like of all of the best things that have been committed to a TV show, I think the expanse is is running towards number one. Because the show doesn't adhere to regular TV show guidelines. The things that the show does uh, with seasons and with episodes, other TV shows would hang on to uh, season finales or this is the cliffhanger. The expanse, because of the story it's telling, it is so expansive. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you should not find for that, Andrew. That's <laughs> shitty, but, um The story is so varied and it is moving at such a clip that it does not allow you to rest. Yeah. Like, when you watch the show, the reason me and Douglas are able to watch the show back to back is not only that we're crazy people. is that once you start watching the show, the pull of the show forces you to continue watching the show. Yeah. And I think I've watched it from start to finish now three times. Yeah. And 
um, I have to tell you that uh, just to, to piggyback on what Damien is saying, and I think I've said this on the podcast before in my first rewatch, is the show is so dense that you start to forget certain things like how seasons are structured. Right. I think it was the second season and it did it again to me this time when I yes. watched it. I honestly thought that the second season was actually two seasons where there was a mm-hmm. season two and a season right. three or like a season two A and a season uh-huh. two B because it does this thing in the middle of the season where it's like, I know you thought that we had this story lined up right. and we were just going to continue. Mm-mm. Let's just, why don't we just go into the future and start right. a whole nother thing? So and it and weirdly it works one hundred percent. Andrew, the thing, the thing with this story is, as the season moves on, there are things that are paramount to there's whatever the situation is they have to deal with at this moment in time, and in every other TV show. What they do is leave it to the last episode mm-hmm. to wrap up whatever it is. The Expanse does not have time to do any of that. <laughs> the Expanse, when the thing happens, wherever they are in this TV, sh- in the series at the time, they will jump into the future. They'll be just like, listen, you'll catch up whenever. Just work out what you think happened mm-hmm. because we have a different story <laughs> to push you for. Yeah. And and what I love about it this season, allow you to start. and just to be like, just to let everybody know, the season still hasn't finished. Yes. <laughs> and this is how strongly we and we love this show, that we're putting it up even though the season yeah, don't finish yet. Because yeah, there's no, I mean, oh, 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 okay. I know <laughs> yeah. this is probably the thing I will hang on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, actually, there are two shows in here that don't finish yet. But either way. Um, so this, this is something I'll probably hang on and be like, no. He's like, ooh, I've got myself yeah. A, yeah. an argument yeah. card here. Oh, uh, a technicality. <laughs> Except now four completed seasons <laughs> <laughs> that I watched last year. <laughs> but this season, they have... Uh, Damien started by explaining it to me before I actually started watching this season where he's like, oh, they separated the characters. Mm-hmm. And like, just a, a simple statement as that, like, you don't realize how they can, what they can do with that. Right. They have been able to delve deeper into each person mm-hmm. and to literally put each person into that situation that Damon was talking about, where there is some big thing that each character is now dealing with. Mm-hmm. And they are able to deftly um, sow all of those timelines mm-hmm. in a way that you're following, that you're enjoying, that you are completely wrapped up in. And Every time it happens to me, I turn on the television mm-hmm. and five minutes later, it tells me the episode's finished and I want to break my television right. because Amazon has mm-hmm. decided to do this thing with all of their shows now where they don't just give me all of them at mm-hmm. one time. And that is I upsetting. It. I hate it. Because <laughs> I know they have the show. I yeah. know it is literally a man hitting a button mm-hmm. to get me the shows. Yeah. And they're just like, no. Yeah. And every episode feels like that. It feels like right. it's much shorter than it actually is. And <laughs> Andrew, they're telling they're telling so many stories at such a clip that when the episodes end, it is just frustration. Not because oh you didn't enjoy the episode, because all you want if they put a button, they're like yo. A hundred dollars to watch his next episode. <laughs> I'd have hammered that button so hard. 
They're just like, Every, go to Disney Plus Premium. Yeah. To watch They're the just like, episode. yo, it's 30 dollars <laughs> an episode after this. I'd be broke as shit. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, yeah, no. I don't care. Just give me the episode. <laughs> um, they're selling you cosmetics in yeah, 2020. Basically, yeah, basically. Good box in your television. Yeah, if Amazon did that, I'd be... I just give them. What, the what if they made it loot boxes where, like, you literally didn't know if you actually got the episode, but they're like, pay us five more dollars and you yeah, can, I, re- you can, you can try keep, again. Yeah, I yeah. just keep hitting it till I got the episode. A hundred percent. What if, like, you got the loot box and it's like, here's the last episode, but you still haven't seen the eight in between? I mean, I'd swear at everybody on earth, but still <laughs> hit the button again. <laughs> So now that we've talked about the winner, yeah. Of this, um, no, we can't category. do this category. Let's, let's have no, no, no. I, re- <laughs> I refuse. I refuse <laughs> this show to win, not based on any merit, but based on the fact that it hasn't actually finished. But but Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, um, the, the five episodes I've seen seasons is work? better than everything else on this list. Isn't that how football seasons work, Andrew? <laughs> it's the twenty twenty slash twenty twenty one season. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're just calling it early. Like I was willing to like if you hadn't said that, because first of all, I have no idea because I'm not watching it. Right. Um I was willing to give up to be like, look, I've done this podcast long enough. I don't <laughs> I know this I don't need to argue with these two people anymore. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just happy I get one Japanese movie in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Um, but you, you, you gave me the gun. You gave me. Yeah. You put the bullet in the gun uh-huh. to tell me the show hasn't finished. You've seen like three episodes or some shit. Five, right? Five episodes, and it's better than everything else on the list, right? Um, we get to talk about this again next year. Is how I call it. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Um, oh, is okay. is that? Oh, by the way, um, I just like to. I have a yet another card to pull that trumps your card, Andrew. Uh-huh. Do you recall how we treated Taken? Token? token, yes, token, and what the fact that, that was actually on two consecutive years of top ten lists. It was, us. was it? Yeah, was it? it was. Yes, it was because it came out in one year. In I think twenty ten and twenty eleven, yeah, it showed 2010 up. Twenty ten in in one country, yeah. twenty eleven in another, and uh-huh. we were all of us agreed. We were just <laughs> we like, like, you know what, yo dog, if you want, we put love token that movie on so this, much. We'll put token on this. <laughs> I think that almost was still in the days of us doing separate lists, and I just wasn't arguing with you guys. Like, if we were doing the collective list, I'd have said, no, guys. We, we already did it. Right? Um, oh, but experience right. is better than everything All right, else. let's go through this list. Yeah. What we do in the Shadow Season 2, Andrew Robinson, make yeah. your case. Andrew's going to have to make his case. Oh, my God, this show is so fucking good. Douglas, you said you started watching it. I don't know where you are. I have gotten very far. I have maybe reached the fourth episode in the first season. Is that how Expanse came out and you were distracted or you hate this show? No, this is specifically season two. So, Andrew. No, no. No, I just want to know because because I want to know how hard I need to fight Douglas. Yeah, you're going to have to fight hard because the thing is, I, I love the movie. Um, yes. I Wearable. I do enjoy the show, but I wonder if it's a bit much. Um, and that's why every time I turn on Hulu and it's like you could watch this next, I, I think to myself, "What do I really want to?" And I don't. So it's not that it's bad. There are a lot of good things to talk about the show, but the fact that I haven't even after realizing that I like it, 
I haven't even gotten through a season yet, and this is what maybe four weeks after we spoke about this. Uh, yeah, that's that's telling, Mister Robinson. Telling. This show is fantastic. The the show. So I'm going to spoil a bunch of shit <laughs> at this stage. Um, so if you've not caught up with what we do in the shadows, while it is inherently a comedy show that like the plot doesn't matter that much, it is a show that has plot and has character development and surprises that occur. So I'm about to spoil some shit if you've not kept up. Um, what we do in the shadows goes places. Number one, um, at the end of the first season, they are called to the to the um, vampire community, whatever, in which all of the vampires that you'd ever want to see are there, including the original What We Do in the Shadows vampires are there. I they, they must come back at some stage. Right? Um, but you also got Tilda Swinton. Oh, really? You got, you got, you got Wesley Snipes showing up, right, in the <laughs> vampire community, as well as many others. And so these people are just ostracized. So the second season starts with them on the outside, and more importantly, you discover that we are talking, as you are typing, um, the great Hulu. Um, you, oh, okay. You, the Hulu was meant... Okay, I get you. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've, got, we've got a late horse in the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's running fast. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so at the end of the show, these guys are basically kicked out of the community as they were supposed to be murdered, and we discover that the that the helper in the in the crew, um, Guillermo, the the what's the name they call them? The the hand, the no, um, familiar, familiar, right? The familiar. Um, he discovers at the end of that season that he has um, Van Helsing blonde in him. <laughs> Ah. Oh, that's so funny. That's <laughs> so the second ah. season, the oh, second season that becomes entirely about Guillermo. I'm trying to about Guillermo. <laughs> I, it starts out with Guillermo, with Guillermo protecting his vampires with his Van Helsing skills. Ah. Right? With them, with them none the wiser, right? And you go even further with like the the tension that like I'm sure you can imagine in a show like this, where like the familiar and the vampire create some tension. Where he's like, I always want to be a vampire. And they're like, um, you know, another 50 years. Um, <laughs> and so, like, there's, like, a back and forth thing out of that. So, like, he leaves the house for a while and does some crazy shit. He ends up in a community of, like, vampire slayers as he's trying to, like, get them away from looking at his, his vampires. And the show is just bonkers ridiculous. And, of course, Mark Hamill shows up in the middle of the show as in the second season as someone who basically... Um, the one of the vampires upset 50 years ago by owing him some money. And it is one of the most ridiculous episodes. But the best episode of the season comes down to an episode entitled, I'm like pulling up the names so I can get it right. Did they call it by his name? They didn't call it by the name. The name of the episode is On the Run, in which one of the vampires, um, the, the one who was in um, the... IT guys. The, the ITV, the yeah, the IT crowd, yeah. the IT crowd, <laughs> right? The vampire that was in the IT crowd, he basically goes on the run. That's the title of the episode, and he hides in another city, and he goes under this name of Jackie Daytona, where no one recognizes him because he has a toothpick in his mouth the whole time, um, which is ridiculous. Yeah, and 
That's some Taika Waititi nonsense right there. <laughs> um, and he eventually learns to come back because he gets super into the high school volleyball team. Like, so into it. And the show is just... The, if you guys want to talk about Kikijiro of being a, 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 a bastion of happiness and joy that comes to you in 2020, and while there is definitely a TV show that in this list that is a bastion of happiness, what we do in the shadows is... If not, if not above it, equal to it in being a bastion of happiness and joy in this second season, in how it dealt with its characters, how it dealt with its its comedy, and how it dealt with just making everybody important and everybody going between the butt of the joke and the um, incredible key character of this of the episode that we move to. I adore this show so much, and the second season steps it up so hard, right? So, Andrew, what I'll say um, is that you you are specific to season two in the list, but that would have changed what I'm about to say. I was just saying that to annoy you. The things I said was season two related. I I gave the season one... just for the sake of like i saw season one and i knew season two was out this year and at no point did i feel a draw to what even though i did enjoy season one because it's like it's taika type nonsense yeah i think jermaine actually wrote (laughs) but um at, at no point did i feel the pull of season two on me and now that I've, I hear how you feel, I'm probably going to add it to our list and hopefully I'll get to it. But I enjoyed season one. It's just that, I mean, the rest of the show is on the list. I haven't seen season two. So, I mean, we, we're going to have to use you for reference. And it seems that you put it at the top of the list for a reason. Like, it was the first thing that came to my mind as I was, like, TV shows. I'm like, boom, what we do in the shadows. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's, yeah. let's go down the so list. So, I guess we can go down the yeah, list. So, Douglas um, hasn't seen it before, before the Expanse was um, put forward as a possibility, uh, the number one pick in this list is Ted Lasso, it's which is the Ted next Lasso, one on the yes. list um, from Apple Plus. Um, for, also, it came from Apple Plus. It came from Apple Plus, <laughs> I mean. Exactly. For a what number of reasons, on? one one of the fact that it came from Apple Plus, but it is thoroughly surprising, and um, I think you know sometimes we forgive things. Sometimes when things that you thought were bad end up being okay, mm-hmm. you put them on a bit of a pedestal, you know, and it becomes then good. But this show, I know I thought was going to be bad. And it said Apple Plus on it. <laughs> and it actually ended up being not just okay, Great. but just fucking fantastic. Um, there are so many good things about this show, so many things we can talk about. Just and we've spoken about it already on the podcast, so we can probably be brief. But Ted Lasso himself, Jason Sudeikis, is perfect. Um, I actually only recently realized that the lady who is playing Miss Major League herself mm-hmm. is actually also in another little show that I love, uh, Sex Education. She is the oh, crazy yeah. mother who is pushing I, her son a little boy, too hard to swim. So, 
How did you? How do you? I didn't even make that connection. Um, it's true. It's this, oh, that's yeah, so good. Yeah. So, so now I have a reason that's to so start good. You know, following her as well. But this show puts your, put puts us in in the situation of just immense and non-stop um, positivity. Yeah. And that is what that that's a hill that the show dies on, and um, that's what makes this show, makes the show great. There are obviously weaknesses. There are weaknesses to everything. Mm-hmm. But this show... But like Ted Lasso himself, <laughs> you just stare at the positives yeah, long exactly. and hard enough exactly. and focus only on that. And, then, and the weaknesses disappear. And again, the fact that Coach Baird has a big bushy beard, oh that's the best thing ever. And he dates a woman <laughs> and they play chess in... Oh! <laughs> Oh, that show is Woo! so good. I love this show. Um, and they I have the Roy Keane surrogate. <laughs> and he's so angry all the time. <laughs> but he has a heart of gold, so it's not like Roy Keane at all. And they have a Ronaldo surrogate as well. Oh, yep. Man say his, his left foot was kissed by God. And they could only afford Man City's kit, uh, not actual people from Man City. It's so good. <laughs> To make it more clear, Douglas, they didn't even afford Man City's kit. They afford Pro Evolution's Man City <laughs> kit. No, I it mean, was the actual kit. I looked. Because I, you guys said it, I was sure to pause it and look good. It's the actual kits. You're being mean, Andrew Robinson. They got the kits. They didn't get any other players. Does Ted, Ted Lasso not like my, not like my meanness? Mm, um, yes, exactly. <laughs> Away yeah, with your no. negativity. But yeah, this show is, and to be quite honest, I feel like this show also benefits not just from um, it being a a, a quick year, but the year that it was. Like, it feels like the show that you want to champion in 2020. It feels like the thing that you want to be like, look, I know there were like better, deep, dark, gritty DC shows that we want to talk about and say how they're cool action things going on. But Ted Lasso made me feel happy things in a year that was full of drab nonsense. Oh my drab, God. disgusting sadness. Never has a year needed a Ted Lasso <laughs> more than 2020. But moving down this list, I feel we're all very positive on Ted Lasso. Yeah, um, yeah. Moving down this list, I want to talk about a, a show, two shows, which I know will never grace above where they are. That but I don't want I wanted to mention them. I wanted to mention them, right? Number one, Never Have I Ever. Boom. I brought this up earlier in this year. The show, the show captured me. It got me. Like, I feel like my vibe for this show is equivalent to like Ted Lasso, where like I just cacked onto its vibe of being the kind of show it was, including it added the, the McEnroe gag that I, that I held on to tightly throughout this show. It's already been, been had for a sec, been announced to have a second season coming up, and I'm looking forward to it. But I also know that in the, in, in the vastness of great stuff that is in this list, it's not going to come up over. It's not going to beat anything in here and make into the top three. So it's had its moment. Thank you, never have I ever. Let's move on. Um, the next show I want to talk about, which is a show that I started on so high, Lovecraft Country, um, the HBO show. I started so fucking high on this show. Like it just kind of knocked me out of the water. I loved it. And as it went on week by week, it went into different places. And 
it had the inconsistency that made sure that I knew it wasn't going to be a winner of this category or anything. However, I wanted to talk about it because it was a notable show for 2020 for me. And specifically, it wasn't necessarily about the content or about the about the way the about the sort of stories they were telling, but specifically about the way the stories were constructed that got me in which they they did this thing that I've only seen in comic books. And it was specifically, um, I think the name of the comic book was the Commandy Project or Kamachi Project or something. I've forgotten the name. I need to look it up. Where they had did they did this project such that basically they had a comic book run for a year and most comic books is every month you release an issue and they had a different team write the story each month and end it in a way that is so ridiculous that the next team basically has a challenge to say like what nonsense are you going to come up to make this story interesting fun and solve this problem sure Douglas the difference with those is they actually they actually pretend to like move forward. Um, this is like just a straight up like throwdown challenge where they're like, I'm putting him in the middle of a pit that uh, I've described as you can never get out because you don't have the magic ring. And next week, see what happens. And it's ridiculous and it's insane and it's stupid. I want to make that word loud and bold. It is stupid. This show. When it ended, I don't know if either of you made it to the end of this show. Yeah, it's not a right. chance on earth. <laughs> when it ended, as a show that was built in with the Lovecraftian stories and the magic and the the Cthulhu's and all of that nonsense and the witches, it literally ends with what I want to see, what I saw with my eyes described, I could only describe as the definition of the magical Negro. Right, literally creating him in the end of this show. And it was so stupid and ridiculous that I was laughing for a hot for a solid five minutes when the show ended. And this show was special to me for that regard. You don't seem to show we can move on. Douglas. I actually forgot. Um but yeah, <laughs> another show. What like, an indictment. I had to actually rewind it and put and pull a Damien and put on the um Captions. The subtitles because they said something. And I was like, "This sounds ridiculous. This sounds like something that I'm going to be able to make fun of." What are they saying? And I think they said something like, "Ha ha, we stole." So they did this magic thing, mm-hmm. and what they did is they took magic from white people. That's what happened in the end of the show. Which what the fuck? Um, yep. Seems but, my three episodes <laughs> yeah. was too much episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The show is is bad, as you say, Andrew. It's you know, it's pretty. Um, it did start off... I wasn't as high on it as you were, but it started off like it could be something positive. I, it lost me somewhere in the middle where they, they started just going on their frolics. Um, it, yeah, I, I'm not going to talk too much. We've spoken about this one before. Like, I'm not fighting for this to be in the list. I just wanted to talk about it for a bit. And also, like, I really and truly loved the concept of, like, each episode being its own, not only its stories, but the way they tell their stories. Like, even what I like to call the National Treasure episode, where they went under the museum and they went into, like, this whole ridiculous hunt thing going on. Like, the show was notable of 2020, but moving on. Um, into a show I have only heard speak from my wife where she went, oh, 
So who was this? Your honor, Douglas. Mm-hmm. I added your honor and tell your wife. Oh come on! <laughs> because Andrew, this show is fucking fantastic. This is another I've never one. Never heard of this show. I know. I didn't either until accidentally I came upon it on Hulu. Um, this is another one that you're going to try and pull a card on because it hasn't finished yet. But it started <laughs> in 2020. Uh, it stars Brian Cranston. He's a judge. His son runs over a, a little boy. And, they, and he, he does a hit and run. And the show is all about you know, them trying to kind of like cover it. Right? Now, I like this show a lot. But I do understand, however... I will put this in the in the category of garbage television, right? Just like how Andrew puts Hugh Grant into garbage television. But this is my kind of garbage television. And I remember it was in like close to the end of the first episode, into the middle of the second episode. I was like, you know what? This really reminds me of, and I know you guys go on and on about me and my British police love, right? This really reminds me of a show that I've um, shouted out about on this podcast before. Broad Church. Criminal Justice. Starring this is actually a remake of an Israeli TV show, apparently. Hold on. Doctor Who. I get in there. So I didn't know that, but I get in there. This, um, so it reminds me a lot of Criminal Justice, which is the source of um, The Night Of, which you love from HBO, Andrew. Right? Um, and criminal justice, I kept saying that. I'm like, this is just like, this feels criminal justice And then maybe because I started to think about it, at the beginning of the first episode, I noticed written by Peter Moffat, who wrote criminal justice. Right? And a number of other things that I like because I got into him and I was like, oh, let me try his other things. Um, so that is a big plus for me. And it's, very much like, first of all, Andrew Michael Stuhlberg is in this movie, in this show rather. He plays a um, very bad man, like a mob boss. Does he play a really nice father who tells his son it's okay? Actually, he does. Except that that nice man who is a father loses his son because his son dies on a motorbike by some, somebody who runs him over and turns out to be a mob boss who is extremely ruthless. And Andrew, so I remember when all of you fuckers were like, ooh, Michael Stuhlberg is the greatest thing and call me by your name because he's a very nice person. No, 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 no. When you see Michael Stuhlberg as the devil, a devil, then no, you want to talk to me about Michael Stuhlberg and how awesome he is. He is amazing in this, in this show. And his wife is even, is, is like, Top notch too. I can never remember her name, but she's in all sorts of things. This show is well acted. It has stars to boot. The writing is spot on. Um, you said it's a remake of another show. I didn't know that, but that's fine. The this show is the sort of garbage show where you know you just keep wanting to watch it. There's cover-ups, and then you know, there's mob bosses that do bad things and have people killed and find out more and you just know that it's going to come to fruition where 
Um, he's going to find out exactly what happens and things are going to go crazy for this family that, that has tried to cover this up both from the mob side and from the police side and it's going to come to uh, a head. This show is the best garbage show that I could recommend to anybody. It's about five episodes in. The next episode should be this weekend, um, tomorrow on Sunday. I cannot wait. Uh, Welcome to the 2021 list. <laughs> you, got, you guys have been doing a better job with TV recommendations than anything else. <laughs> uh, all right. What on earth oh, is Two, weeks, two to weeks, live. weeks to Live? I added that again. We've spoken about this on the podcast. This is the, the show with... I've um, only watched the first episode. Oh, okay. This is a show with Maisie Williams. Um, the, is she killing Arya the Stark. Night King? She's definitely killing the Night King. Mm-hmm. Um, it's real fun. We've spoken about it before. Yes, she we have. she runs away from a cabin in the woods and doesn't know about civilization, and that's the cabin in the woods, or pretty much. A cabin in the woods. I mean, they're one and the same. Oh. Um, and uh, fake news. That's that's a big part of the draw or of the the humor in this movie. That and the fact that it knows that everybody knows who Maisie Williams is. Is she a ninja in this show? Yes, she is. All right. Um. It's it's really fun. It's definitely not one that, just like Your Honor, it's it's one that I knew wasn't going to be up top, but it's definitely in the runnings in terms of how much I enjoyed it. I really like the show. I, I cannot continue watching The Wire Expanse and <laughs> justify it over at <laughs> some point. I have to find new TV shows. And The Mandalorian is bad. So, yes, thank so, you. Thank you. So, so no... I'm tired of hearing Andrew tell me that I'm wrong he's, on that front. He's a Star Wars man. <laughs> he he loves it till the you, day he dies. It started off with probably the best episode in the whole run. It started off with three really and incredible episodes. There was another great episode where Grogu once, once Jedi eggs, started showing up, but then after that, here. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> when he was fighting other Mandalorians and they trapped him in the thing, that was fun. Um, but as soon as people with laser swords showed up. But anyway, this, that's not what the category is. <laughs> um, let's talk about the Queen's Gambit. It's the thing that took over the world. Um, it is this and the last dance. And I see that Tiger King is not on this either for some reason. Oh, I didn't watch Tiger King. Um, Is it as good as people actually say Don't watch Tiger King. (laughs) I never never watched Tiger King. Um, I have the last dance where it belongs in our top 10 discussion, so I didn't put it here. (laughs) Because I'm a a lunatic. Because I'm a lunatic who thinks that... That gets on the top 10. I'm not doing any more top 10. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You promise? Do you promise? Uh, That is a promise. Um, uh, The Queen's Gambit is the, the thing... It is the Netflix thing yeah. that everyone pointed to. Yeah. It's fine. Absolutely uh, here, not. Here's no. how you know it's good. A show about playing chess got on everyone's radar. So it's not, it's not winning this oh, at not all. Winning because oh, it, you say it that about chess. Good. It has to be good because people, and this is everyone not named Andrew and his weird friends, no one gives a shit about chess. <laughs> But she is so charismatic yeah. as a lead. And the story is just um, interesting enough mm-hmm. 
to pull you through. Yeah. But I, it I is... would say that that last couple episodes, maybe, the, mm-hmm. the story kind of loses a little bit of its... Um, yeah, because it's not her yeah, but, dominating anymore. But I do love this show. This show it's is one with... of the best shows of, um, of 2020. Yeah, man. Uh, listen, it's about chess and people enjoyed it. So, yeah. I mean, that's a miracle. Because not even people that play chess enjoy chess. I don't know if you yeah. know. Uh, on the front of every chess magazine, if you. if you read the small writing, there's like an apology at the bottom. <laughs> Look, we understand that <laughs> you play chess and you don't have friends. <laughs> so just keep reading this magazine and pretend that uh, chess means something. So there's two more shows for us to talk about. One is The Boys from Amazon. Mm-hmm. I really like this show. Yes, sir. I love um the lead uh judge dread mm-hmm. i'm trying to remember his name carl now, urban counts. sir carl urban thank you <laughs> not keith urban not keith keith urban <laughs> is r&b music <laughs> uh carl urban is great in this I, actually i really enjoy almost everybody in this show it's, it's well cast it's, it's well cast really well cast and they are just all shitty shitty people um Absolute trash <laughs> from it's, top to bottom. You know, it, it's it's a great anti-hero comic book show, um, and I love it. I'm not going to talk too much because we've spoken about it a lot on the podcast. Damien, Andrew, do you have anything I, else to say? I, um, I'm actually not even sure if Andrew's watched this. Show. I'm. I am. Um, I watched it. I caught up with it this year. I am um, sad that Stormbringer, whatever her name was, uh, oh yeah, appears yeah, yeah, yeah. to I, no I, longer be yeah. in the show yeah. because she was a fun foil. For Homelander. Mm-hmm. Um, I am glad that the wife slash baby mother is out of the show because she was really pulling down the show. Uh, but the boys is fun. It, it knows what it is. It's what DC wishes all of their, <laughs> their superhero movies to be, I assume. <laughs> it's what the new Batman movie is going to be. <laughs> Batman beating the shit out of people. Uh, but uh, the, it's uh, it could have if it there is every possibility that this show would have been bad because they'd have had their oh it's he's super here he's um Superman but bad. Uh, but it turns out the two pieces of media that have started out as what if Superman, but bad, have been truly fantastic? There's a TV show and there's a movie. Brightburn is fantastic. The Boys is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should just make Superman bad going forward. Nah. Nah. I mean, I do love this show. I think it is a fantastic show. I do question, like... I think the second season was kind of lower for me than the first. Yes, it was as good as in the show, right? Which is the only thing that like keeps it keep, keeps me contending as to whether it'll make the three, right? It's definitely up in up in the out of all of the shows we've talked about here. It's like of the best of the shows. The question is, will it make the three at the end? Right, is the only question I have. Okay. Um, I think it will. Uh. I, I'm not so sure anymore because I added one more show to the list. No. Uh-huh. Wh- what else is going I to I mean, 
are that means that the expanse doesn't qualify. Well, he clearly has made sure that I mean Andrew can do anything he feels like. Oh, or the, <laughs> it's, 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 oh hold on. If the expanse qualifies, then there's a completely different matches. Right, um, so there's one more show in here Damon wants to talk about. Yes, yes. Which sadly I did not finish this show, so oh, really? I'm, 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 I didn't. I like I meant to go back to it, and it just kind of kept passing me by, and I forgot. Uh, it is. Right, so the, it's on my list to finish this year. It's one of the genuine surprises yeah. of this year. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching the show, and I remember Andrew started off real strong on it. I remember Andrew watched the first couple of episodes, and I was like. Everybody needs to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I remember and at the same time, I was watching it and I was just like, yeah, but it's not that funny. It's yeah. not that good. Um, and then it's clear that him and I were like the demand and supply curve, right? His curve went down while my curve went up. And by the end of that show, I had nothing but good things to say about it. It, is, it was definitely one of the best shows of 2020. Um, it... I cannot wait for season two, even though that happened before COVID. I wonder mm-hmm. if that's going to be a big problem now um, as people decide what shows can actually happen, what shows they're going to spend money on. And of those shows that they spend money on, what can actually happen you know, on the inside and on the outside and with a thousand different people involved and all getting sick or not getting sick. So... That's going to be interesting to see, but the great um, with Nick Holt and 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 baby, what's her face, um, baby Fanning, um, <laughs> El Fanning. I think El Fanning, <laughs> baby Fanning. Um, oh, it, it's it's great. It actually, it's this show is one of the things that kind of make you realize that the baton has passed uh, along. A few years back, we'd be talking about Dakota Fanning like she right. was a shit. And now, it's like Dakota who? It's all about Elle Fanning. And this is one of the reasons why. Um, this show, Andrew, for me, is fantastic. I love it. I, I am upset that Damien um, put it on here this late and that I didn't actually think about it while I was adding television. So, but it's I know why it's because it was early in the year and right so long ago. So, uh, I don't know what you were watching early that gave you doubts <laughs> because, li- like, I watched one episode and had to come back onto this podcast and apologize. <laughs> I to remember that. I was just like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> this TV show is <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> And you thought it ended strongly. I thought it ended strongly. I also thought it started strongly. I don't know when Andrew fell off. I have no idea. This, if, if, if it weren't for Ted Lasso and his unrelenting positivity, there's nothing I would put above the grave. No, I didn't consider shows in seasons and whatever yeah. to be part of it. Me neither. If you allow the expanse on this, yeah, Andrew, the expanse you is can, a clear nothing one. can win. Yeah, nothing can win. <laughs> nothing can so win. I remain, so. I remain adamant to the decision yeah. that I'm open to the expanse, yeah. but the season that you say is uh-huh. didn't, hasn't finished. 
<laughs> so that show that is moved into the 21 discussion. And what well, I will... hold on. No. Okay, let's wait, wait. Let's, uh-huh. let, let's let's take this argument a little further, right? Um, so here how I will argue this. There's this little thing called COVID. Do you not see that the Euro 2020 is being held in 2021? Also the Olympics. Olympics 2020 <laughs> is being held in 2021. That is accurate. I think it stands that, to reason. So that's like you talking about like the Oscars who say that they're letting the window for accreditation go until February. Yep. Which is like, that's fine because their show isn't until March. But we're doing the awards now. Right. <laughs> right. I need an end to the season. I understand that you guys don't need an end. You've already decided it wins, right? (laughs) What I'm saying to you, Andrew Robinson, is that half of the Expanse season five is better than everything on this list. (laughs) If if I had to choose choose between Ted Lasso and half of the first three episodes of the Expanse, Ted Lasso loses. And we have two extra episodes. The episode that happened this week. At the end of the episode, one of the guys, his name is Amos. He is basically the enforcer. He enforces. And then uh, the person who is with says to him, are you okay, you know, doing the thing you just did? And he's like, I needed supplies. Uh, Like genuine confusion. And he's just like, the person had the supplies. I need his supplies. Yeah. And so we took his supply. Yeah. And then she's just like, boy, I don't know if, if, that, if we're good people, if we do that type of thing. Yeah. And then he realizes, he's just like, wait. And that's actually what I love I'm about on my show. own. And he literally says, the last thing that closes mm-hmm. out the show is, mm-hmm. I need to get back to my crew. Yeah. And you're just like, all right. Yeah. Because, right. And that's the thing about this. So this character in particular, this is probably my favorite character. He's everyone's favorite um, character. Because <laughs> this character, as, as Damien describes him, he's very, he doesn't exactly understand right and wrong. I mean, he yes. understands in a way, but also in a way, he almost like doesn't care. You're right. right. He's just like, all right, I have a goal in mind. Mm-hmm. Do I, can I do bad things? Do I need to do bad things to get this goal? Mm-hmm. I don't, that's not my right. prerogative. If I, whatever I need to do to get this goal, I'll do it. If it's bad, if you say so, I mean, but Fine. it was, I needed that to get this goal. That is the thing I needed right? to do, right? And so he's always been like that. And now for you to see that he doesn't quite have the conscience, but what he does have is an acknowledgement that if he is with, in particular, one guy holding mm-hmm. the captain, he's like, because he said, boy, actually, now that you think about it, Mm-hmm. Holden probably would right. not have agreed with this. Because before and it started with yeah, another with person, Naomi, Naomi yeah, yeah. and he's transferred that onto Holden, yeah. he's the captain. And so and now Holden, for him, he's just like, well, I need to be with him so that he can be the check, my check and yeah. balance. Literally. So, yeah, that's all it is. And uh, Andrew, I'm, I mean, I know what we just said. You could hear the excitement in our voices, <laughs> but what we just said sounds run of the mill as shit but you don't have the four seasons plus the five episodes of this to make what we just said so make sense something <laughs> just to go just to show you how excited i'm about about expanse and about this guy in particular something that i actually haven't said on this podcast 
um, but ha- also adds value to me for Tenet. Mm-hmm. Damien, do you know he's in Tenet? Yes. How is it that you are both know that he's in <laughs> yes, Tenet? Yes, I am aware that he's in Tenet. So, Andrew. I swear, I swear Douglas was going to say he bought a Funko Pop. This man, mm-hmm. Wes Chatham is his real name. How yep. do I know that? Because I'm a crazy person. Yep, I also this, know his name. This man is in Tenet as one of the SWAT team in the truck with the head guy in the first scene. That's yep. all he's in. That's but you know what? When I found out, I was so excited yep. that I went like, back oh and God, looked at I it. went back and watched it again. I, went, oh, I was like, that's how much I love The Expanse. It, I got excited to know that a guy that's in that show is in another movie that right. I like for half a second uh, in the background. Andrew, let me put it this way. <laughs> Tenet, um, the Expanse is my Star Wars. Yeah. What you think Star Wars is, is what The Expanse actually is. <laughs> I'm not telling you, Damien, that your feelings are invalid. Oh, no, I know. I'm just saying. What I'm saying to you is any arguments you come up with against The Expanse, if you, li- if you make it eligible then nothing can win. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. only I, thing you can do is take it off the list. <laughs> <laughs> or we cannot do yeah. this. <laughs> All right, cool. so let me just do this for you yeah. to help you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just take it off the list. Just delete we can it call it, yeah. it's not TV, the honorary expanse award. <laughs> <laughs> I thought reading it was enough for us to be like, all right, it's not in the conversation. Okay. Right? Yeah. You need me to delete it, sure. I've deleted yeah. it right. already. <laughs> forward in a constructive manner <laughs> right and ted lasso we're, wins um, and then what we have here we have five shows here to decide on three yeah right we have what we do in the shadow season two we have ted lasso two weeks to live the boys and the great yeah no we all know ted lasso is up yeah ted lasso wins. Right? I, don't think, I don't think anybody's going to argue with ted lasso mm-hmm. winning this award yes mm-hmm. right um, I'll give I've you only what you do in shadows, and we'll take the great. No, thank no, you, no. and we're done. No, <laughs> thank you, and we're so, done. Well, actually, here's the thing. So the great is above his show, you know. His yeah, show yeah, is yeah. Hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Let's let's slow down <laughs> for for a second. Um, so I two weeks to live. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, that shouldn't be on the up, up top. But mm-hmm. I also don't believe that any show in their second season mm-hmm. or any season after the first season should go up there. All right. Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Look at Andrew's face. <laughs> so, so basically, you're telling me, like, it, it, I'm not, I don't agree with this, with this theory. However, right. if I'm willing to go with this for a moment, you're telling me your three, therefore, is Ted Lasso, um, The Great, and Two Weeks to Live. Well, you see, that's everything else has either been minus or is a season yeah. two plus. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm, I'm worried about that we'd because... Give, no, we'd, we'd promote Queen's Gambit. Ah, there you go. Queen's right. Gambit. Yes. So it's Ted Lasso, right, The Great, right. and yeah, Queen's Gambit. Yeah, why did Queen's Gambit become red? Hold on. Because, because, Damien, because Damien made it absolutely clear that he didn't care enough about the show. <laughs> Like as we were talking about it, he said, "Look, it's a show that people cared about that we want to talk about, but 
yeah. it's not our show. But, kind then, of but thing. the thing is, so so that's at least at least all right. Let me start my, my argument. <laughs> but, but once again, I want to make sure before we go too far down this rabbit hole, I don't agree with that premise. Okay, yes. fair In, enough. Entirely. So, so right. that's where I started. I started with feeling like this award should be for new TV, for TV that yeah. was originated in 2020. Mm. Um because then I can put justified on the list. <laughs> <I'm a wild. laughs> just be like after all of this just be like, all right, why is the greatest TV in the world there that wins it 2021 we do the same thing we like talk about all of the 21 shows and then you're like oh wait the wire is still the greatest show it, it's time. like BET and, and Thriller right yeah. the Thriller video is always number one um, <laughs> except for the one year where they cheated and put on a, a Martin Luther King speech right but um, <laughs> but I will I, I take Andrew's point that you know there are seasons that are better that are worse mm-hmm. and so why would you punish, punish them yeah. I mean, there is definitely the BIOS, say, I will call it right now, the Expanse BIOS. Yeah. And you could have said it for any show, right? Yeah. When you're deeply in love with that show, that as it goes on, you're just like, all right, cool. For the next eight right. years. So, <laughs> can we say specifically The Mandalorian, but season one? But season one was not this year. Yeah, but yeah. I watched it this year. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what I what I'm what, I know, I know, so, I was joking. So, all right. Um I definitely want what we do in the shadow season two up. You've made that very clear. I know, but I don't feel it. Uh, <laughs> this is a problem. Hey. The, the real problem hey. that I have for this is a couple of things. One, that I am not on as on board with season one as mm-hmm. at, at as all, me. Right? right? As anybody. Right. Like I actually like I think it's funny. I watched an episode up as recently as maybe a couple of weeks ago. I like the show. They're reaching but too much. It's not, yeah, it's not something that I clearly feel the mm-hmm. need to just go through immediately, but. which which makes me sad. And but also, Andrew has no sounding board. There is nobody else here That's that has watched season two. season two and can say yes, it is the greatest, hey. or no, it is. Hey not. Douglas, here's what I'll do for you. Uh, last year was a shit year. Andrew's getting his terrible TV show up on there. It will be number three. <laughs> we know what number one is. You get to pick number two. <laughs> I guess a great, but I love All right, so the great <laughs> and what we do in shadows, and we're moving on. <laughs> so, as always, it's the hope that gets you. Yeah. Head lasso. It, lasso. it is the hope that gets you. The best show of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's hope for greater things in 2021 with Ted Lasso season two if that happens. Um, I'm happy to see a show created by the man that gave me Scrubs is great, right? Yeah, his track record after Scrubs was real bad for a while. Yeah, <laughs> for like a long while. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I still have to like minus the final season of Scrubs, the like baby season of Scrubs out of that. Uh, like here's how good Ted Lasso is. Every time Andrew uses that meme of him f- flying through the door, I smile. <laughs> like, more than I should be smiling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I really did enjoy the hell out of Ted Lasso, despite the fact that it was on a platform no human being should use. <laughs> Um, so moving along into what we call the Zoom Award, that means the surprise of 2020, because who saw Zoom coming? Um, oh, how did I'm not, not get this done? This is 
If I was Satya Nadella, everybody at Skype is fired. <laughs> I am firing. Every, you have to fire them. This is what Skype was built for 2020. <laughs> and they fucked it up. I have no idea how they did And not only did they fuck it up, they fucked it up versus a company that in 2020 it was discovered their app didn't work yeah. and was completely insecure. Right. And, and still, still, it's the only thing anybody uses except for Teams. Yep. Because it's easy. Yeah. I um, would fire so many people. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. So in this category, we have four nominations, which means one of them must be cut. Mm-hmm. Right? I thought yeah. this one would be easy, but sadly, we, we, we created more nominations than right. we needed. Yeah. So for our surprises of 2020, we have Andrew was right. All right, so we caught in that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have Hamilton, the, the Disney Plus premiere film experience musical that no one saw before. Yeah, except uh, for the zillions of people that saw it and raved about it yeah. for the eight years it was yeah. running. Yeah. If you ignore that part. <laughs> Um, Ted Lasso, the man that just won It's Not TV. Yep. And Cobra Kai. Yep. The, the YouTube show that became a Netflix sensation. Yep. All right. I wonder, I wonder how upset YouTube is that they tried so long for people to like buy cable through YouTube, buy into their premium TV subscription set up on YouTube. And it's not until Netflix gets a show that people start like raving about it fully. Yeah. yeah. Actually, funnily enough, I. They um, did It's Bruno as well, right? I think YouTube did its Bruno. Yeah, YouTube. Well, it's yeah. Bruno was a YouTube show, not right. a show financed by YouTube. Okay. Cobra Kai was financed by YouTube. Yeah, man. No, I understand that. Um, it, it's I Bruno mean, just because YouTube is a thing you can upload to. That's mm-hmm. where it was. Okay. But um, another one that I found funny, even though I don't think it has a second season yet, is Wayne. I kept. I, I spoke to you guys about that. Yeah. I didn't actually finish watching the show because it's on YouTube. Um, but I did enjoy the few episodes I watched. I realized just the other day because I was flipping through Amazon, they pretend they're pretending that it's actually that an Amazon was original now, and I thought that's hilarious. Um, so yeah, it's clear that YouTube not doing very well with their own shows. I, I, I don't feel sorry for YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> but for me, I mean, does it's anyone clear. know if they're still doing that? I know they have the cable thing. Yeah, but do they are they still doing like the YouTube Premium where there's like TV content behind it as opposed to you just don't have to watch ads? Maybe yeah. I think I think. I know they definitely have the red where you don't have to watch ads. I don't know if it comes with TV anymore. It comes with it, but I don't know if they're actually making anymore. You know, Google okay. might be one of the worst companies on earth. Yeah, when it comes they have to so this. much. <laughs> like, I, it's so aggravating. But it's clear to me that this award is won by Ted Lasso is sweeping the the uh, podcast there's, awards. There's no way. I don't know if you what? guys remember that, that um, the Karate Kid move. The last time we saw the Karate Kid, um, Jalen Smith. Was Damian, karate kid. No, I think you have lost this one because uh-huh. I have actually watched an episode of Cobra Kai yeah. and you had to be like, no, Douglas, trust me. Uh-huh. It's good for me to think about watching it again. So, so here's the thing. Uh, I do not like the Karate Kid movies. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the remakes either because they're trash. Mm-hmm. And the premise of this alone should have landed it on like lifetime. Mm-hmm. Like there's no this shouldn't this shouldn't work. 30 years after these people, and you're getting all of the cast and all 
and you're telling a brand new story in the Karate Kidiverse. But the show works. And that is a miracle. It is a miracle that, that this show is good. Ted Lasso, a, a story about football, mind you. So we were already in. No, I was no, not we in. We were. I listen, was not in. Any show about football, no, no, you'd no, no, have no, given no. a watch. Damien, you could Damien, not see show of it. Created from an advertisement. Listen, I am not. Listen, I, I, I ad- thought it was going to hey, be horrendous. I, un- I understand. Here's what I'll say to you. You remember Walter Goggins did a movie about a fake ad for Bronco? Yeah. And you're excited for that? Because of the I trailer. still haven't watched yeah, that. Oh my god! Right. I did watch it. It's bad. Right? Don't watch it. But that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You want it. The, the type of person you are, you wanted that to be good. You expected Ted Lasso to be bad, but you saw where the jokes <laughs> could come from. You're, I still you're don't know the, you're how Kai is watchable. I have no but idea. You're playing the machete card here. You're basically saying that, that that shouldn't have been a movie, but how dare us like it that much? No, mm-hmm. I'm saying it should... The, Cobra Kai on paper is bad. <laughs> because the premise on its face is ridiculous. And for them to get something competent out of it, is kind of crazy. So that's why I would have it as number one, but clearly I have no shot at winning. <laughs> so first of all, um, while Cobra Kai is the one thing in this category I've not seen, I'm almost willing to give it to you, Damien, if only because you said the Karate Kidiverse. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Sorry, um, the Karate Kidiverse. <laughs> I'm just, um, <laughs> That was just so dumb that I'm like, yeah, Cobra Kai, sure. Um, <laughs> um, Ted Lasso, like, I mean, it's surprising because I think it's surprising it managed to survive last as long as the show did. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's, it's one of those good. things where, like, where, like you you would have been okay with, like, all right, the first two episodes were well-written right? because they had that material honed from, right. like, and when the joke wore had, off. Right, and the joke wore off, but it kept going. Um, and also... I want to share the love around in 2020. So Ted Lasso already got an award. Right. No, but I leave it to Douglas. I leave it entirely in Douglas's hand because I have no foot to stand on. The last thing I'll say to you, Douglas, is that even, even in season three of Cobra Kai, I watch epi- every episode in disbelief that this is still, <laughs> that this is still works, that the, whatever they're doing still works. Uh, but listen, we've given Douglas the power so we can move on to the next category. Ted Lasso wins! So is everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because Hamilton, like, that was my Hamilton big surprise. Hamilton has to be last, but, though. Yeah, yeah no, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you that. It has to be last. Because for me, it was a huge surprise. But, I mean, it shouldn't have been. Yeah. <laughs> it's only a surprise <laughs> if, you, if you change the definition of the word surprise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So sadly, Andrew was right. It didn't make it into the cut. But Aww. the winner of the, mo- the most surprising, the Zoom Award of 2020, goes to yeah. one Mr. Ted Lasso. Andrew being right is very surprising. <laughs> is he more surprising than Hamilton? Hmm. Probably, um, yeah, for me, yes. I knew Hamilton was going to be good. <laughs> moving on down the list, and we're finally getting into... We're, we're soon going to get into some longer awards. Um, 
we want to get into the award that was dubbed by one Mr. Keanu Reeves when presenting a video game that didn't come out in 2020. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, he said, no, you're beautiful. Oh, you're that beautiful. Is, that is the MVP of 2020. And in 2020... That man is a well, <laughs> He won our MVP last year. He was fantastic. Um, the... There weren't that many nominees for the MVP of 2020 because oh, a lot of things shut down. So our nominees so far are Carib shut down, which I feel only listeners of this podcast will understand how this comes Strong even close right, to be nominated. Um, next is VOD Day and Date because this is what we've been begging for for oh, like 10 years oh, of doing oh, this podcast. Right? Took the next world com- ending for it to happen, but we got it. Next comes Mr. Steve McQueen, who gave us the Small Axe series. In a year of movies not coming out, he said, hold my beer, I've got five for you. Right? Three which are good, two that are truly, truly bad. <laughs> um, and the final nominee coming from myself is for one Mr. Pedro Pascal for his portrayal in The Mandalorian and World War 84. Because... Yes. Um, while I have said my bad words about Wonder Woman 84, mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal is fan- fucking He's fantastic. Delight. He's a um, he, he has back pains right now because of that movie. I, carrying it all over the place. I cannot wait for more people to put that man in more things. Cannot wait to see Pedro Pascal in all sorts of madness going forward. Because he is tremendous. Um, so where do we want to begin? Uh, I think Pedro wins. Sorry, what now? Discussion. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on. Ah. We need to clearly have a conversation. Right. Because... I want Douglas to start here. Douglas, tell yeah. me where you're feeling. No, my feeling, and I think by the nature of the... um, By the nature of, of, of some of these submissions, you can know which ones are mine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... I only somewhat jokingly put down that the MVP of 2020 was a shutdown of Karen. Yes. Um, guys, fuck Karen. That is correct. Yeah. Your, your, no. Schoden, your Schadenfreude is strong. If yes. you want to rename the category, the fuck Karen category. <laughs> <laughs> but what I really actually um, want to talk about, and it's almost like an extension of fuck Karen, mm-hmm. an extension of Karen shutdown, is... VOD day and date. Yes. I think that is the MVP of 2020. The fact that I can now pay, if it's $30, if it's $20, whatever that number is, mm-hmm. right? I can pay a price and watch a lot of really cool stuff mm-hmm. or whatever is coming out that week. It hasn't like all transitioned yet, but it's starting to mm-hmm. almost all transition to day and date VOD. And I can watch it in pretend 4K um, mm-hmm. on my really good television OLED and TV. speakers mm-hmm. uh, at home without dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, this has now like, completely shifted uh, the, the dynamic of what movies look like. Um, and I love it. I love being able to be a lazy fat bastard at home. Um, I love having 20 different services that allow me to do pretty much this. Um, and it's, it's great. This is, I, I know you guys, you know, are, are looking more at like who in a movie was great, but for me, no. 
this is my personal MVP of 2020. Right. I know it took a fucking disaster yeah, man. To, to make it happen, but Jesus Christ. Uh, Your Honor, if it pleases the court, mm -hmm. I would like to um, cross-reference the defender. Cross-reference? <laughs> <laughs> Not a doctor. Douglas Robinson, I have a quick question for you. Yes, sir. Uh, while in a good year, I would agree that VOD was the MVP, can you please tell me the movie that came out there and day this year that made that worth it for you? Tell me the good movie that you saw. Tell it. Tenet was not there. That was, was in theaters. It was not. It was oh, not. <laughs> oh, that's a, okay, okay. All right. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Even though Tenet, Tenet was weird because Tenet tried and failed. Okay, it's mm -hmm. not Tenet. Um, but th there are a bunch of ones that came out. And I want you to give me an example, Just sir. because there were no good <laughs> movies in 2020. And that is mean. why it cannot win. <laughs> it is a theoretical I mean, win so for the thing that Invisible next Man year... Date, no invisible man did not come out there and did. No invisible man. It did not. That was that was in that was in theaters. That was one of the movies I saw before the pandemic also, lockdown. I went to a theater to watch it. Garbage. It is absolute <laughs> garbage. Okay. So you tell me what the movie. I need one example, and I'm on board with your pick. Palm Springs. Your pick is theoretical. Next year, the pick <laughs> can always be VOD, day and date. And I will be here championing it and jumping up and down. World War 84? But do you know what that gave me? World War 84 <laughs> and Mueller. And if that is what my VOD dollars go to, then the answer, unfortunately, is no. So, no, I'm, like so I'm, looking, I'm, looking through, I'm looking through my letterbox to just kind of see what movies I actually watched via VOD day and date. And um, I watched, and please don't judge me, mm -hmm. um, as you will. Um, I watched the, let's see, what came out here? There was The High Note, which was bad. Uh -huh. There was The King of Staten Island, which, which was, was bad. bad. Uh-huh. Um, there was this film, which was a festival movie, Get the Hell Out. Um, I did not watch Bill and Ted, even though I watched the other movies. Yeah, hey, um, I watched you Bill and Ted is bad. I, I know it's bad, but it's... I watched, I watched Possessor, which was great. Okay. Wolf of Snow Hollow, which actually that played in theater sort of-ish and then like came a little later. Mm -hmm. Um, Jungle Land, I don't know where that came from. Cajillionaire, which was bad. The New Mutants, which was, which actually that went to theaters and then came later. So no, there's not much. Thank you, VOD of twenty movies that I that I I'm but here no, to say. But no, 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 no. Uh huh. Oh, hold on. Yes. Just because <laughs> the movies in 2020 were bad, yes. doesn't mean that the fact that I am now able to do VOD day and date. And when good movies are available, I can watch them immediately. Right. But when is... good movies are available next year, <laughs> this is we this is a twenty twenty oh, oh. award. <laughs> I think award for, Douglas, year. for Douglas, I think what he's what he's leading towards is definitely a next year thing. But more importantly, I think what we're coming closer to is not necessarily the movies that go to VOD, whether it be premium VOD or whether it be the Disney Premiere Plus sh mm -hmm. shenanigans, which. Um, I'm sure we're going to talk about it again. Um, it's, it's specifically the movies that went into services. 
right? And kind of made their way via like the Palm Springs, the Borats, the mm-hmm. the um what was the other one that I remember? The Lovebirds, Lovebirds which isn't yeah. isn't really isn't really a movie to like champion of 2020 but it was a fine movie and you got to watch it through the netflix because it got sold through that model but it was not a vod specific but the thing i think douglas is getting to um which hopefully we don't know what it'll look like when everything is over if it will stay or it will go which is the concept that these movies are coming to us at home right Right. in some form and hopefully right not specifically the pvod stuff i'm sorry i'm sorry the word before you Finish that sentence. What's the word you used to start? You said hopefully because Universal definitely. No, you said um, hopefully has an agreement with AMC. I'm no? sorry, you said hopefully, <laughs> and we yeah, are and that, the MVP. Is not hope. If hope <laughs> is the MVP, then fine. No, but hope. Then Ted Lasso is MVP. Is, is hope MVP the, right there? Is hope the MVP? <laughs> no. Hope is not in this category. VOD their <laughs> date <Okay>. is. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Ted Lasso. <laughs> oh, Lord. So I, think, so I think Damon has made a strong case and Pedro wins this award. Yes. <laughs> Pedro wins. Hope is second. And Steve McQueen is third. <laughs> Listen, right. I would have loved to have... If Wonder Woman was good, yeah, I'd have gone, all right, dog, yeah, we did it. Yeah. But for the hard like, shit that we got. <laughs> like, yeah, what, I think, no. what, what I think I'd be willing to do to cut out Ted Lasso just so that we'd stop being dicks this, is if I could reword the VOD nomination to movies at home, right? Yeah. So basically a path yeah, for movies yeah. coming at home as opposed to specifically saying it's VOD, right? Um, because... I'm sure 2021 will have more um will have more movies coming to us at home. There's also the already the announcement about Warner Brothers and HBO Max. Um so there's going to be that and I'm we're all waiting for more news as to what's going on with all the studios. I'm sure others will hold out. I'm crossing my fingers for A24 releasing the green um the green knight somehow somewhere. Yeah, that one. Um, nice. so I can watch that. Right, so we'll see what happens. But 2021 has hope, the hope for um, more movies at home. That's definitely a winner. Steve McQueen, he gave us five episodes of a of a TV show of a mo- five movies, and yes. I'm, me and Damian are pretty much in agreement as to which ones we like. I mean, I wouldn't be so harsh as to all of the ones we don't like, but to our bad. Right, um, Damien Damien has a binary scale. Right, <laughs> I don't have time. Twenty twenty was a tough year. I don't have time to use gradation anymore. I need things in black and white. Right. So for the for the MVP of twenty twenty, the award goes to one Mister Pedro Pascal for being the Mando Mandalorian, as well as in Wonder Woman eighty four. So um, the follow-up with Steve McKean and movies at home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yay! Before I move on, just to cut the podcast. Um, so it looks like you've never seen that. Before, I've never seen that. But I always wonder because, as I said, that is definitely Neil Brennan, yeah. right? Um, it's Kevin Hart and Neil Brennan, and 
what he does is he keeps shouting to his neighbors. The first two people are his neighbors. Neil Brennan is his closest neighbor. I always wonder, because Neil Brennan is a comedian, is it that the other two are also comedians and I just don't know who I've they are? And so I was going two. to ask you if I've you I've never know who seen those the other are. two in oh, okay. life. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I don't know who those people are. I do recognize yeah, Neil I, Brennan. I recognize Neil Brennan too. Yeah. Anyway, no, podcast no, on. No, continue. So. We we have one more award before we get to our top ten deliberations. Oh, Carib did shut down. Sweet Jesus, Carib shut. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Are they like properly like dead, or is it just that they're not open because of the they pandemic? Are, we can only hope they're on their last leg. So Sovereign is pretty much dead. Um, Carib and so I, I think Carib might still be open-ish, but like you know, they're remember you know we have a a curfew in the night. Yes. They open. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not talking so, about like. I'm not talking about like you can't go to the movies because it's closed. I'm talking about like the company is gone. Like oh, it will no, not come back. Is oh, man, gone, here. They are not making money. Yeah. <laughs> and if they have to pay rent inside Sovereign, I yeah. can't imagine they're going to keep. They probably aren't because mm. you notice they've said we're shut down for um until further notice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. listen. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about here. Listen, move on. <laughs> Um, so one more award before you get to our, our, our top 10 deliberations mm-hmm. and Damon, I feel like you're the person to introduce and walk us through this award. Yes. Uh, uh, 2020 killed a lot of things. <laughs> Hope. <laughs> Common sense. Uh, toilet paper. <laughs> uh, uh, what Multi- it? Yeah, <laughs> both. Yeah, I think I'd have to literally trade a kidney for two rolls about here at this point. Um, oh, there's bounty. No, it's where? back. I have bounty out there. Oh, all right, well, um, go to La Shusan. La Shusan right, has bounty. Cool. I'm going to. to is, are they on Sundays? Yes. All right, I'm going to go to. Anyways, this has <laughs> nothing to do with the po- uh, Every year, there are people in Hollywood and elsewhere. I throw a lot of money at absolute trash. And never has so much money been thrown at something that achieved so little. We give you the honorary Quibi Award (laughs) for things that people have spent money on but ought not (laughs) The nominees... Crunchyroll, sold to Funimation. Now, Douglas doesn't care about this, and I obviously don't care about this. So, Andrew Roberts. <laughs> so, for the last four or so years, I have been a subscriber to Crunchyroll because I like them cartoons. Um, I'm sorry, I am inf- I'm afflicted with it, right? Um, and it has just been a pain for the last like year and a half where I've just gotten upset at them. I think it's gotten to the point where this year, um, before this announcement, I finally had to set my subscription to be like, you know what? When it's done, it's done. Like me and you are over. I'll finish watching Jujutsu Kaisen and Attack on Titan and then I'm done. Right. Um, and, but the announcement came this year that Funimation spent a crap ton of money to buy Crunchyroll. Um, Funimation, while we know it as the, the the distribution house from Japan that sent a lot of anime to the West, 
um, is actually already owned by Sony um, over here. The streaming service that is Funimation is actually owned by Sony. So Sony bought Crunchyroll and now they haven't made an official announcement as to how they're going to manage this whether Crunchyroll is going to like wrap up and like go into Funimation and you just have one subscription or whether they're just going to piggyback two of them against each other because there was a big problem where around two years ago, Crunchyroll had a deal with Funimation, the distributor, to show a lot of their content in Crunchyroll, which made their service just amazing to have all of this old content. You wanted to rewatch Dragon Ball? Go right ahead. You want to rewatch... Um, why am I forgetting the name of it? Vashis Sampede, Trigon, go right ahead, it's on there. Um, and it was just lovely. But then there was a day where you you logged on and suddenly there was no content on Crunchyroll. Wow. Um, they were still doing the simulcasts of things they had gotten. They were lucky by the skin of their teeth to keep My Hero Academia. Um, and it continues to be a place where I discover interesting things like, say, the Hinamatsuris of the world that I share with Damien. Um, but it's gotten to the point where I'm just like, this is awful. And more importantly, their application development is just terrible. Like they're like, it's to the point where their website should be, should be held in like the Smithsonian as an example of web 1.0. Right. And the apps that they have for like Google isn't too bad, but like, if you go on the Roku app, it's just goddamn awful. It doesn't run like it's, it's, I constantly, I constantly literally have to crash the app, just to reopen it to go to a show because I went into a sub menu on their application and it is terrible. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure this shouldn't win the award because more than likely whatever happens here is probably a positive thing that Funimation bought them and will make it better. I've, I've considered moving to Funimation because I can watch all of the old stuff that I like. Um, but yeah, I threw it up here to be like, who wants to spend money on that trash? <laughs> True. Uh, our next nominee is Disney Plus. Plus more. <laughs> uh, Douglas Robinson, you have had some run-ins with Disney Plus Plus. Actually, I have not because uh, there is nothing that has tempted me yet. The Disney Plus Premium, mm -hmm. um, I do, however, have some concerns with it. It is something that I think doesn't work given how they have structured their, their app. Um, but in principle... It's also something I know I'm going to get caught by because at some point they're going to try to make money off of a Marvel movie, mm -hmm. and I am going to want to watch that Marvel movie. That so hard. I am sure I am going to pay money for something. But it's it's a weird um, gating system that they have within their own app, which just doesn't make any sense. What I think what they need to do is, and it's some sort of amalgam of what I've said before and what you've said before, right? They need to do one or two things. Either they increase the price of Disney Plus and just be like, here what? This goes on here. Or they charge you for premium content, but they do that by doing what everybody else does and say it's VOD on all the VOD platforms. I know what happened to them, though. I bet you if you go on a third-party platform, you pay them, like, fees. Why don't you then... And then that's, that's a real problem that I think they have because at that stage, you, you don't want to have two Disney apps, right? 
But you're getting into the Fortnite argument. Exactly. Yeah, you're getting into the Fortnite argument. But that's what they need to do. They need to just be like, listen, um, just this is an app for one thing, and then if you want anything else, go somewhere else. So they have to just decide what they're doing. Um, but this is just something that clearly didn't quite work with Mulan, and they're still trying to do because what was the latest one that they did this with again some shitty movie they're announced it for raya and the dragon i that think the name right. is yeah. which is in march they're going to put that up that's it um but yeah it's I, i'm with you douglas because i know i'll charge your credit card whenever <laughs> whenever black widow goes up yeah. on <laughs> um, but honestly like i noticed they put up mulan eventually on these other platforms on like google google's movies but they only made it a buy option only not a rent option yeah I so you had to spend you had to spend like 25 or 30 dollars just to buy the film um which and again if that's their price that's their price yeah Right, it's like Wonder Woman went up for so for example for Wonder Woman, which went to HBO Max in the states, um, it wasn't available via a subscription streaming service in Canada. It went up on Google for thirty dollars for rental. Yeah. Um, in Canada. Yeah. Um, because so, they technically said like theaters are open, you can go, and I'm like, fuck you, I'm not going to a theater. <laughs> so actually, that's around the price where most of these. They call them premium access or early access movies are around somewhere between $20 and $30 um, to rent. And to be honest with you, I'm fine with that. Like, yeah, sure, it's probably a little pricey, but I am getting it at home, more convenient. I can watch it when I want to watch it. Um, and also, you have a lot more expendable income. Exactly. Right? That, that's true. Um, but and guess what? The, the- for 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 everyone else, like when you look at that, it's definitely high. But if you think of it more of like you're watching with a friend, you would have spent that thirty dollars going to the theater right. wins two people because that's fifteen dollars a pop to go to the theater. Because I was about to say it costs around that, like fifteen to twenty dollars. I have been to theaters where it's more than twenty dollars to. to yeah, but it. if it's just you one alone at home, then it becomes like it definitely is a higher cost than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it once be again, because it's COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and especially if you're watching with a family, right? If you have three kids, a dog, and a wife or a husband. Um, What's a dog ticket price? <laughs> then, you know, you're like making off like a bandit. Right? Do husband ticket prices <laughs> go up depending on how many times you've been married? <laughs> yeah, actually, you get a discount because oh, they right. understand that, you okay. know. You lost half your your property <laughs> the last time. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so this premium thing is just it is a weird um, setup that they have a weird communication of it as well, and it definitely was one of the bigger fails of the series. I think. Uh, next, we'll speak to <laughs> uh, so one of my true uh, loves in life. Uh, Cody, wait, no, I'm being told. Nope. Nope. I'm being told. Nope, we're talking about Plex. Plex is trash. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got a calling of a, of yeah, a substitution. Yep. Sorry, um, yep, nope. why, why are we talking about Plex? Turns like, out. Who is throwing money at Plex? I have thrown money at Plex. I have actually not thrown money at Plex, mm-hmm. but um, I've thrown a lot of time at Plex. Um, my time is money. Plex is trash. Uh, uh, would you like I'm okay to with Plex? Would no, you like to only money? Not. Absolutely. The only money I've thrown at Plex is they, they wanted me to spend, like, I think it was somewhere between $1 and $5 for, like, the Android app on my right. phone. 
um, if I didn't have the premium thing right. that I haven't played for yet. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, so, wow. Um, because, because I wanted to watch something on the toilet once. So I, <laughs> so I Damian White, have given Plex $180 a couple of years ago for a lifetime subscription of Plex Premium. And I have used the Plex Premium features zero times because Plex is trash. Mm-hmm. What Plex is, is XBMC, but for idiots. <laughs> it is truly unfortunate that I live with such an idiot. <laughs> and so I have to use Plex <laughs> so that she can use Plex. Because if I put Cody in front of her, she'll burn my host to the ground. <laughs> Cody can look just like Plex. Anyway, Plex but, is annoying. But Plex does not do right. It anything. doesn't identify movies properly. It doesn't sort movies properly. The music player is bad. The music um, identifier thing is also bad. They have a feature that shows pictures. It may be the worst photo view I've seen on anything at any point. And what do you get for your money? You get access to Tidal, a thing you have to pay for. Plex is trash. But it is only trash. For me and Douglas and Andrew, but that is who is voting on this category. Plex is bad. And weirdly, it sounds like Andrew is for Plex. But here's the thing, Andrew. Clearly, you are one of the people that Plex likes because you do things, um, they would say it the right way. I'll say the Plex way, where you name your files the way Plex wants you to name them. You only watch movies that Plex has in its little database. You do everything that Plex wants you to do. Plex is the apple of movie watching things, right? <laughs> this is what Plex. Oh, I've about. gone, I've gone deep into Plex naming system to the point where my last set of uploads into Plex, um, which has been for the last like six months, I've started like ripping special content and doing into their naming structure, file structure, in order to have that content work such that it can I can use it through the system and it's not like extra files yeah. in the movie folders. Um, which I find, which I'm quite happy with. Like I have the trailers booked up and I can like play a trailer when when I'm like trying to sell a movie to my wife where I'm like, would you like to watch this four hour documentary? And she's like, what's the trailer like? So a couple of things, right? Um, one, I actually have no real problem with somebody saying to me, whether it's Plex or Cody, if you want to do all of this fancy special features thing, just try and make it in a certain sort of format. Fine. Right. Um, it would be better if I could also tag it, which I'm sure Cody can, but whatever. The other thing is, you do know with Cody, as opposed to Plex, there is just an add-on that will allow you to just watch trailers. There are skins that come with that add-on by default. So you don't have to own the trailers, which is yet another problem. Why do you own trailers, Andrew? But anyway... um, uh, Also, you you can say... Because I always want the trailer trailer. automatically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so look, so, look. If we go down the technology argument, I know who will win because you guys, you guys. First of all, it's not that you have more knowledge; it's that you care more. <laughs> <laughs> and you, um, it was just something that served my needs, especially at the time, as I've told you earlier in the podcast before recording about my television issues. Yeah. Um, Cody doesn't run on 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 Roku, mm-hmm. right? 
Now I can switch over if I want, and I'll t- play with it and test with it and see what I want. Um, but Plex is kind of working. Um, so I'm just like, it works for me. I'm like happy to keep it for now. Yeah. And no, you and I are in the same boat, right? The only reason I know how bad Plex is is because I've had to use it because Cody has gone on to wonky. So maybe um, we should put Cody on this list for forcing us to use Plex. <laughs> but, but, um, the real problem I have with this Android is, for example, it <laughs> it's not it's coding. bad, right? So our issue is that there's something obviously better that we cannot. So, use. for example, Andrew, I cannot watch John Wick three on Plex. Would you like to know why? Because what did you do wrong to Plex? There's the there's Plex's problem. Plex asks me what I did wrong and tells me I must fix it. No, um. The reason I can't watch John Wick 3 on Plex is as follows. I have the file, John Wick 3, titled John Wick 3. Mm-hmm. Not John Wick Chapter 3. Not or Chapter 3. Carabellio. Exactly. So, but, that, but that's the name of the movie. Hang on. Right. So, why don't you name the movie properly? Uh, all right. What is wrong with Fuck you? Fuck off. Um, <laughs> so, so, because of that, it's like, I don't know what that file is. Yeah. And then weirdly, it doesn't. <laughs> weirdly, right? It actually has a listing for John Wick 3 on my thing. Mm-hmm. What when I click on it, I realize it's not John Wick 3. It is picking up incorrectly my John Wick 1 as John Wick 3. Um, I have all sorts of movies that I just now know what they are. There is so there is a poster for a horror movie called Something Airborne that I know is actually airborne from the 90s. So why don't you fix it? There is a movie... Um, you know you can re- you can actually fix that. in. You don't have to change the name that hard. No, you, like you can fix it. Yes, I have. I've, I've, we can do a screen share and I can remote control a machine and fix it for you. Andrew, I have gone deep into Plex forums to try and figure this out. And the response I have gotten from Plex is, you're not naming your files correctly. There is no way. So the version me and you use, Andrew, you can do that. Yeah. That's not the version Douglas is running. Yeah, I'm not running. Is is Douglas running the bad Plex? He is running it off his durable. Yeah. I'm running it off of my Synology, which means that it's probably a special build. And also... Given that it's a community app and not a like proper Synology app, because Synology doesn't do um, things that potentially could be used thieving. to um, It may be a version behind. Sometimes it's a version behind, but it is definitely like a later version. It's not even like it's far behind. It's no more than one gener- one not generation, one like point behind, mm-hmm. and still. The thing is, like, yeah, why you don't name it things right? Um, right. I can't. Well, I'm things, sorry, sir. I can't do things like from the cl- and then the worst part too is, and this is a Plex general problem. This is not a, a generation problem. You cannot do anything from the client. You can't do any editing from the client. Yeah, definitely. Like changes from the I client. Which is, I I understand. That's kind of annoying. Have, like you have, have to do it from your master from system that I have on my machine. So I literally have to get up from my couch and my lazy self oh. and walk to the other room to where my the prince, is. The prince of the palace. Oh, smells like first world problems. 
And we're moving on to the worst Woo! online platform I've seen in all my days. <laughs> Fubo TV. Now, are there streams better than Sling? Sure. Mm, but but I would argue that they're not. But I'd have to find... It was for me. So here's the thing, right? But I'd have to find them first. Boy, I'm not going so to find them. So when was the last time you used Sling? Sling? Years ago. Exactly. So I would agree with you based on my prior experience oh, of Sling. But they've done work? I mean... Oh, this isn't Sling. Yeah. Um, I watch on Sling now because, again, it's the only one that has... Well, not the only one, but the one, only one that's not Fubo TV that has been sports. And their streams are pretty good now. Oh. The app is still trash. But um, I will redact my yeah, previous statement. Their streams are pretty good. I will say this I got Fubo TV around the same time you did for one month. And now I have done this thing where I'm switching between cable things, cable um, apps, and it takes me time to be like, you know what? This is kind of rubbish. It took me a long time to, to get rid of Sling at first, even though I didn't really like it. Um, it took me a long time to decide I wasn't going to use YouTube TV because I wanted Spanish football. I didn't spend more than one month's worth of money on Fubo TV because it is bad. As much as it advertises 4K streams, Andrew, those streams are bad. I think for a little while, for like maybe a couple of days, my streams were okay. And then after a while, I noticed that consistently, the streams were subpar. They were worse than YouTube TV. They were probably a little bit above what I remember Sling being. But they were bad. They were sub-720. I went back to Sling TV. And again, the app is kind of trash. But the, and sometimes the streams can be a little bit iffy. But when I say iffy, I mean it might go down to 720. Or it might go down to like 720i. Um, those streams are generally pretty good. It's been a long time since I've heard someone say I. <laughs> like, we've just kind of assimilated our conversations to just say the numbers, or occasionally someone will put the P. I've not heard someone say I for a yeah, while. Because, because not many people know that it's a thing, right? They're just like, it's yeah. 20. And, it's like um, every once in a while I go in Plex and I'll pick up a movie that I know I've not upgraded and still in, is in SD and I'll see it say 480i. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I love when people tell me, people say things like, oh, you know, HBO is trash or this one doesn't have 4K streaming or this one does have 4K streaming. And I just have to chuckle to myself because I love how they actually think anything online is at the quality that it claims it is, that it's 4K or even like when you look at 720 streaming or 1080 streaming online, it's mm -hmm. not. It just is not. It's a, a facsimile, you know, because they have to compress it and try and make it small enough for you to watch the whole thing mm -hmm. without your, your internet dying. Fun times. Uh, Fubo is trash. Fubo is trash. The so interface bad. is the worst I've seen it on anything I've ever come across. I don't think I'm as adamant as how bad it is in, as you but it's not good <laughs> including our local tv station flow who had a sports app that you didn't need credentials for a time it was a glorious time oh my goodness uh <laughs> they found out <laughs> their platform is bad fubo is worse uh, now andrew robinson uh has yeah, I think he brought to our attention <laughs> Uh, yet another fake 
like how he makes up fake movies because he knows we can't fact check it. He's just like, oh, this played in a, a thing that I saw 40 years ago. And we have no way to know whether he's telling the truth or not. He's come to us with Retro Crutch TV, which sounds pornographic. <laughs> um, you're not wrong. Crutch. <laughs> um, so, so Retro Crush TV. This is a service that I've that I've seen that I've seen like advertised around. Like as like I continue to read about anime and watch anime, um, and specifically like they are a service that is looking to try and distribute some of the older animes from the eighties and the seventies that is less popular and not in a lot of people's libraries. And um, I literally tried it this month. Right, like it, I I turned it on this month where I'm like, all right, let me see, because I I like to watch some of these older movies, like looking for the Vampire Hunter D movies that I did not watch in high school, right? Um, to be like, where are these dope movies I like to see? And I tried it this month for the first time, um, using their free month, and I've literally the day after I watched the first movie, I went into my account and I went no, yeah. <laughs> so I have like a month to watch whatever I want in there. Um, but their service is bad um, to the point where when I went in the like it seems to be working fine on the Roku and in the Google. But if I go on the actual website on the computer, if you go to a search result that brings up more than whatever their page limit is, say it's 20 films and you scroll down for them to trigger for it to show you more. It just continues to wheel and never actually shows the rest of the content. You have to like search, make the search shorter so that it stays within that one page search limit, um, which I found hilarious. Um, I watched the movie I watched off of it, which I watched this month already, is called Wicked City. It's 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 a anime film from 1987 that people love, but let me make it perfectly clear that movie is abhorrent. Um, it is awful and it is just straight up sexism porn. Oh, yeah. Right, I saw you talk about that on Letterboxd. Right, um, and it like it's a it's a movie that looks like neo eighties kind of shit you want to watch because it has all of dark colors and neon lights. It looks like something that you would put on after watching Drive. If you just look at a video of it or a GIF of it, like it is, it's that. But it is just disgustingly awful, and it's not like. Even if I were to look out, look over all of the sexist nonsense in it, like it's not even like the action is that cool. So fuck that movie. Um, but looking at the service, I'm just like looking at that, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure like eighty percent of these movies are just this. And I'm like, I'm out, I'm done. And who knows? I might watch one other thing in there, but no, I this service is bad, and and the streams are not that good. It's I don't that that movie I watched was not in HD. Like and it's one thing for like a movie to not be available in HD and you have to put up with a sub HD stream and I get it. It's another thing when the subtitles look like they came from an SD stream and they couldn't just like put subtitles on your screen. So, you know, screw that. All right, we are running short on time. And uh, so let me speed through this last one. Uh, uh, when I was told to watch Ted Lasso, I did not realize it was on Apple 
TV. Plus. You actually got an Apple TV uh, Plus? Yes, app? because my oh, wow. sister who lives in Foreen has an iPhone. Uh, I'm very disappointed in her. But it did give me the chance to lay eyes on Apple TV Plus. And Apple TV Plus is a utter and complete farce. Because all that is on there is other Apple TV Plus programming, which you can count on one hand. <laughs> they liter you literally scroll to the end, and then it ends, Douglas. Imagine you start plays with 20 movies, and then that is it. And you get to the end and it starts back. You understand? You're just like, oh, I need to put on more movies. So imagine if that is a service that you could pay for. Mm -hmm. That is what Apple is offering. When I saw it, I just assumed it would do the Netflix thing, where there would just be like other filler content, like Disney Plus did that. We all know we're going to Disney Plus for 20 movies. But they have like a laundry list of matters. Not Apple TV Plus. Nothing else is in there. It is the six shows that you heard of, two that no one on earth has heard of, and that is all that is in there. And I'd never seen anything. That is how I know that Apple and their clientele have lost their minds. Because no one else would have the balls to check. Now, you get Apple TV Plus right. free when you get a phone. To be fair. But to the be balls, fair, Douglas. To be fair, right? I can say the same thing about Disney Plus even to today. The only reason, hold on, the only reason Disney Plus feels a little bit better than Apple is because they just happen to have been making movies for a thousand years. If you take out the back catalog, there's literally, for a long time, for the first year, there was literally Mandalorian and, and the making of Mandalorian. Yes, but Douglas... Here's the thing. You see, when you turn on Disney Plus, it shows you things. <laughs> Apple TV Plus is not. <laughs> There's nothing I mean, in, in Apple's defense, they didn't give you a bad ratio of Simpsons. Okay. Yes, but uh, what's the only good thing Apple TV Plus have? Ted Lasso. I, I hear that the space show isn't bad. I'm sorry, what? The, the I have to say, I quite like the right stuff. That's on Disney Plus. Um, no, no, no. The... That's essentially the right stuff. Um, the, oh, okay. For all humankind or something like that. Um, okay. I the, the other thing I know... See is back. That's an, the other thing I know that's an Apple Plus thing that I've watched and I actually quite like is the documentary Boy State. Mm -hmm. So you can give that a shot. Yeah, that's an old one. And the Beastie Boys thing, which I still haven't uh, watched. All, all right. That, I do love that Beastie Boys thing. With all that said, the winner and only winner for our inaugural Quibi Award is indeed Quibi. <laughs> a, a platform so dumb that the whole world laughed at it at once and they still put it out. And even when it was dying, both the people who work for Quibi, the people who did not and would not have ever installed Quibi, Pointed and laughed the entire time. I don't know what I need to do to convince someone to give me 1.7 billion 
but I know it can't be Quibi too. That's what I know. Quibi is so dumb. It is the most 2020 thing to happen in 2020, except, of course, the coronavirus. And now we move on to the big awards. We have well, hold on. Who are the next two? By the no, way, you know what? Uh, no, they talk they're... about CBS All Access. No one What's cares about the next two. This is a joke category <laughs> that we spend too much time. Spend too much time bitching about services. Um, so moving along into our top 10 2020 discussion, we have, as I attempt to count, one, two, three, or this 13 minus that, 13 films that we have nominated to go into the top 10 of 2020, and we must, we must call some. So this is a list of films we have nominated. Um, first, Cow, Baccarat. 14 movies, by the way. You I don't know how to count in Excel. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> um, first Cow, Baccarat, Birds of Prey, Tenet, The Wolf of Snow Hollow, Mangrove, Sound of Metal, The Last Dance, The Five Bloods, Possessors, Hamilton, and Then We Danced, Jungle Land, and Palm Springs. Now, how we typically will go about this is that we would discuss the merits of each film decide which ones need to be cut and then we start having a fun game of ranking to see who goes where um most of this list is mine i feel um i don't know i know we have a few overlaps but what i want to do is i want to give the floor to you guys to start picking films from the list to discuss of your own as to how you feel so that we can go through this, so that we we can basically call out and see what random stuff in here I basically need to sell, as opposed to <laughs> we've all seen it and we're now filling in the list. Yeah, I mean, I will I will talk about the one that I feel str- most strongly about, which is Hamilton. Um, as you can tell from the Hamilton podcast, this is one hundred percent my favorite movie of twenty twenty. And deserves to be nowhere less than number one. Are musicals movies? Yes. I mean, I've argued that for 10 years on the podcast. <laughs> should, sorry, should musicals be movies? If they have rap stars <laughs> um, teaching me history, absolutely. When musicals be movies? <laughs> <laughs> Who musicals be movies? <laughs> when <laughs> <laughs> um, the five blows cannot be on this list. They refuse to live in our world. We're not, do- no, we're not doing this, Damien. We're not going the negative route. I refuse to take it. <laughs> um, right. So, okay. Right. So, well, I, I, I'll also talk about something else. Seen as I think there actually is one that is not a, a crossover. Um, and Then We Danced is something that was definitely on my list. I think this is this is very much a technicality in terms of whether it's in 2020 or not. But I know that I see Bakuro nominated by others, and that has the same technicality. So, uh, well, that's not a technicality. That's a straight. It's a 2020 movie. As I as I've said repeatedly, there is the concept of the festival film. Okay. I don't count that as a release. It's when it's made for people to see okay. that it's that year. No, occasionally. Occasion, and I mean, we don't get into this argument too often because we generally wouldn't see the movie anyways. Occasionally, some people would have gone to the festival and seen it in 2019 and they can be assholes and say, this is my favorite film of 2019. Right? Like, um, like but when it's for regular people... Toronto. 
But when it's for regular people, we can all we can all say it's a 2020 movie. So and then we dance is a 2020 movie. Yeah, and then we dance by that token. I believe that's a token. Is a 2020 movie. Um, this movie is great. Um, and the thing about it, right, is I wonder if under normal circumstances I'd I'd be as as um as what's the word enthusiastic? Not enthusiastic, but. As um, enamored, not enamored. As confident that I am that this movie is as high on my list as it is, because this movie is in my top five, right? Um, I feel like under normal circumstances there will be a lot more competition. There really is not competition in my top ten. This movie feels uh, too important to be on Douglas's list. But I do love this movie, yeah. even when we spoke about it. That's I love true, this movie. Andrew. This movie, is I know, filled it with is import. it is quite important. I don't know. Maybe it has to do with the fact that um, I needed to make fun of Andrew for his fucking shitty movie where they call people by their names. Uh, maybe, maybe that's why. I still don't understand how you do love that movie. I think that movie is adequate. I just don't think it I think, is I think the end-all and be-all of cinema that I mean, everybody thought it I mean, was it, at the it's time. It's definitely not that. But I think you, see, you, see you see how this plays, Damien? The minute the movie with the same story comes out that people don't hype <laughs> up around him, he's okay with it. I mean, but because the world told him to love Army Hammer and Timothy Chamele dancing together, he's like, fuck that, I don't want that in my life. Timothy Chamele. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Douglas, Douglas is like the anti-peer pressure man. Right, yeah. that's very. He doesn't true. like people telling him what to watch, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Which is why he still hasn't watched Small Axe. He's like, I don't want people telling me what to watch. Actually, no, Small Axe. I wanted to watch Small Axe is me being lazy and that being a lot. Racist. <laughs> but I, I agree with you. I'll cop to that. Um, if something gets really hyped up, I will um go against it. Which is why for me Hamilton was such a a surprise because I was like. I mean, it cannot be as good as what people are saying. And then it was better. Uh, but, and then we danced. I, I would agree that probably if we had a normal year, maybe there'd be 10 movies higher than this. Maybe it and would be like... And you'd have gotten over it. You would have been like, yeah, all right, I like that movie, but like exactly. there, are, there are 10 real movies I want to talk about. Or all maybe involved, it would have been like... All comic book heroes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or maybe it'd be number 10 or number 9, right? But um, I really like this movie. I think it's well acted. Um, I think that it's, it has a great, and I know that this is probably the only reason Damien has positive things to say about it. It has a great end scene. It has a great um, culmination uh, to, to the, the fairly um, small story that it has. Um, I, I, wouldn't, I don't like to use the word small, but you know. It, I like, it's it's pretty good. It is definitely of 2020. It's a top ten movie. Like I, I don't I don't think there's any. You know, All right, I want to quickly talk about two films on my list. The two films that aren't necessarily high on my list, but I want to talk about them because I feel like there's very little overlap with these films. So I can just quickly like discuss them. And I want these two films. I want to talk about is the Sound of Metal and the Wolf of Snow Hollow. I don't know if anyone's seen these. I've seen one of them. I've seen Sound of Metal. Okay. Um, so I want to start with The Sound of Metal, which is 
I'm expecting a movie that will not end up on this list because Douglas has seen it. Not because the movie's bad, but because Douglas has seen it. So he he's just like, he's just like, Andrew, I don't like you. Um, <laughs> um, which is a movie, which is very much a movie about heart, a heart movie. It's a movie about a person who goes through a hardship. It's a, it's, uh, the main character is played by Riz Ahmed, um, who is a heavy metal drummer and he goes deaf. And it's about his struggles to come to terms with what has happened to him in this ha- in in what in going deaf um he ends up going to a support home to learn how to do sign language he ends up going through a whole process of a character arc of coming to terms with his disability and it was a movie that is a movie of heart it is a anti-douglas movie if there ever was a definition of an anti-Douglas movie because he had a movie ask him to feel and he told that movie to go and fuck itself out of his apartment. Um, <laughs> right? Um, but this movie is a movie built on its performances and the way that it just brings home that heart. Riz Ahmed is quite honestly one of the best performances of 2020 in this movie. He is, he is just incredible. And I mean, a movie like this, which touches on two keynotes which is music and um the the concept of sound and communication which picks on two things to kind of hone on which is the music itself the heavy metal music which number one i don't give a shit about heavy metal music i've always avoided it for many reasons um because it's just not my brand of music um but every time i heard especially in the first half of this movie hearing the music and maybe it's because his character is that of a drummer um, the drumming in this movie is just on point fantastic and I, I couldn't help but be enamored by it but the next point which is the communication and the way that this movie just kind of has itself play in to that note number one it takes it takes a high horse by deciding to do deciding to subtitle its movie Damien's favorite thing of all movies to 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 say that this movie must be subtitled um, like literally when I saw this in the theater, um, the, the, it was entirely subtitled and said that that's how this movie is played. Oh, thank um, God I didn't watch this movie in the theater. <laughs> Ooh, I would have walked out. Yep. I know. Cause you are not that person. <laughs> um, but you don't really care because anyways, you need subtitles for 90% of this movie cause you don't know sign language. Um, you don't you don't know that andrew douglas has expanded his horizons in 2020 <laughs> there's, there's this one sign that he sends me all the time when i see him. <laughs> um but this movie is a movie of performances and a movie of heart a movie of just a wonderful character arc and i quite adore it um i'm ready for it to be cut but whatever um because i know douglas hates it am i, I actually, right douglas i actually like this movie Oh my God! He, I, you fell in love. You fell in love with a with a with a with a heart movie. And, Andrew, calm down. You're <laughs> pushing this out of the top ten just by your reaction. <laughs> uh, I'm peer pressuring you. I agree with that. That Riz Ahmed's um, performance is great. Uh, it's it's not a movie I put in my top ten, right? I actually liked or would have preferred some shittier movies, right? But it is quite technically good and it is an enjoyable movie. Well, enjoyable is a weird word to use, but it is, it is a movie that um, engages you. Uh, so I, I would 
put this down in, in the positive column for me. I liked it. I, I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, the, as you say, um, it was. This movie got me to really um, be invested in things like um, his interactions with and his eventually how that relationship um, uh, culminated with the the leader of the the group that um, helps him to learn how to be deaf and um, his relationship with being deaf or trying to fix it right so that on its own means that it's a it's a great movie it's a good movie so i i think it's positive um i mean sure we can try put this on the top 10 i would want yeah we'll see where it lands it, lower, as i said this isn't this isn't high in my list i just picked random movies where i feel there was like little overlap yeah to discuss yeah um the so it's it, I'm I'm actually quite surprised you're in the positive on this movie. Um, so surprised, um, but I'm so happy. You know, unless you're coming to, to our side. Just to just to just to say, did you? I want to watch Riz Ahmed's Eight Mile. Do you know he has one of these? He yeah, yeah I heard about this. He's going to be a rapper, and did you yep. know that in real life he's actually a rapper? Yeah, I know he does. He, so he's dumb. so dumb. Um, and I, I do want to see that movie whenever it becomes a real thing for me. I, I've not looked, I've not tracked it to see if it's actually going to be available anywhere or what, yeah. or what status it's in. Yeah, I figure it's one of those where you're barely going to see it because of COVID and are people going to make money or whatever because it's probably that super teeny tiny movie. So the other movie I want to quickly discuss is the film The Wolf of Snow Hollow, which is more of a Douglas movie because it is more of a shenanigans film. Yep, and that's the one that I haven't watched. <laughs> um, which I've is seen trailer, starring... Does that count? <laughs> I mean, it can if you want to give it to me. Um, <laughs> the, the, it's starring and directed by Jim Cummings. Um, he plays a detective in a small town that is Snow Hollow in a small wintry town in which people are being murdered and people are suspecting it is a werewolf that is doing it because they're like, it's too big to be a wolf, but those are definitely claws. So it's got to be a werewolf. And Jim Cummings is the only detective to be like, look dog, that's not real. And the world around him is continuing to fall in love with this, with this unreal idea that can be of a werewolf in snow hollow murdering people and Jim Cummings is the one just screaming at them and going batshit insane because he's the only one believing this can't be. This isn't real. It has to be a person. It has to, there has to be a real explanation to this. And it, it's it's mixed up with like his whole character of just going further and further insane, in which adds to the fact that he is really a deputy of this office where his father is the sheriff. So you can see there's a tension of how people deal with him where they know they don't like him, but because he's the son of the sheriff, they're like, we have to play nice with you a little bit, even though you're definitely an asshole a lot of the times. Um, and I fell in love with the ridiculousness of this movie, with how the characters just move scene to scene, how Jim Cummings goes more and more insane as you go crazier and crazier into this movie. And it's it's a film that I've only seen the one time in 2020, but I can't wait to own this movie so I can watch it more times. Um, but yeah, that's 
two films from my list I kind of wanted to to just land out. Um, Damien, Hi. is there anything you want to take ownership over other than Tenet? Because uh, we all love Tenet. And... All right. So there's Jungle Land and First Call, but I think we've talked those movies. I think we talked about those movies. In the, I know we did Jungle Land as a podcast. We did Jungle Land. Um, First Call, you guys have spoken about. Okay. I, I have watched right. most of it and um, you do fucking not. hate that movie. Yes. Uh, Douglas. <laughs> what space... Although, asking Douglas what specifically is his problem with First Call at this point. It is a there movie is no with specific. Heart. It is... Um, <laughs> first of all, is it a movie? <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, uh-huh. what the fuck? <laughs> you don't like them oily cakes? I I, do, I, do I like how strange that movie is. But it's not strange though. What's strange about the movie? For 2020, it is very strange. There's how much other movies like First Call did you see this year? Um, right. <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot. I mean, these movies happen from time to time. Right, they happen in normal years that yeah. I've seen more movies than this. But 2020 was a weird year. This movie is only good by 2020 standards. <laughs> I have accepted that. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that it doesn't land on the list. Would, it, would this movie have had made any other list for any of the other years since we've been doing this podcast? Chances I mean, are it would I, not happen. I would argue that it doesn't even make this year's list, but sure. Right. And that is what I'm saying. <laughs> Looking at this list of movies, uh, the only movie that I was dying to see that I didn't see was Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. The rest of the movies I really didn't have any interest in seeing. And this is the list. Like the list for there to be 14 movies on here and for me to be looking at this list and still cannot come up with five movies. <laughs> it's, not, it's not great. But it is... By the way, there are actually 13 movies on here. Okay. I forgot. And oh. counted wrong, but one of them is not actually a movie. Right. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, like... I'm just looking at this list and looking at things that I do not want on the list. But Andrew says I'm not to be negative. And so I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. We can start that later. Jungle Land is a okay movie. Yeah, I would say so too. That's actually like, I remember, I feel like I was a lot harsher on the podcast when I, mm-hmm. when I spoke about this than when at the end of the year I was like, all right, what are the 10 movies I'm putting up? And it ended up on my list right. because I was like, well, it wasn't that bad, was it? You know, and I mean, that's sad that it wasn't that bad is enough to be. The on ending my top 10 list. is complete horseshit. Yes. But I, and watching those three play off each other and manipulate each other was it was enjoyable and i mean it is better than half of the movies on this list. Uh, for me 
But like, if I'm being honest, I'm looking at this list, and this list is <laughs> this is four movies. <laughs> this list is this list is four movies. I am stretching so hard to to find the the things that I actually have any real attachment to. Like most of these movies I will chances are I'll never see or think about again. Yeah. Like am I going to watch Palm Springs again? No. It's well not. I might actually right. probably not. Possessor the five blood the other day again. The yeah. five blood it's a fun little movie. I like Birds of Prey even first I'll call. probably watch Birds Birds of Prey again because I've only Birds watched it Prey once is so good. and I want to like it but that movie should not be in the top 10. even first call oh you need to watch Birds of Prey again Douglas that movie but, is so good um but yeah I mean so yeah we've, it's just we've, we've spoken about a few I think we obviously need to to talk about or or admit that we are obviously adding Bakuro and Tenet to the top 10 right Mm-hmm. Um, because those two are shoe-ins. Um, based on, Andrew, did you like Jungle Land? I liked it. I mean, I think I'd, as as we eventually get to culling, I feel like it's something that could bubble up oh, for me. It's I, not in my I, list. Hamilton has to go on there too. So you oh, yeah. Sorry. Hamilton. I thought all the yellows were going up there. So, so like, so like the, yellow, the yellows for me were like, these are things we're positive about. Yeah. Um, we're, we are in a positive motion about, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't yet greened things to be like, okay, these are up kind of thing yet because we hadn't even gone through the whole of the films yet. So you okay. can do um, first. I'm sure a lot of the yellows will turn green. Yeah, yeah. Hamilton right? definitely must be green, I you, would think. You can do first call. Um, Why first call? I mean, I suppose we can use to like it. But Jesus um, Christ. So, okay. Uh, so now what we have- are... No, we have. So, okay, what films have we not talked about on this list? We kind of half mentioned Palm Springs and right. Jungle Land. Yeah. Um, Palm Springs. I've not discussed. Palm Springs and The Last, The Five Bloods, and The Last Dance can be on the list. Yeah, so, so Possessor, <laughs> I feel like, I know, Andrew, you liked it, but. I liked it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was dis- not. I will <laughs> take myself out of this conversation because everybody knows my views. Yeah, on exactly. This but type but of the thing is, you and I have the same view. Right, we are both very much in the uh, con column of <laughs> this movie. The pro is on the other side of the yeah, but of the phone I'm blaming line. I'm blaming um, my aversion to these kinds of but, movies. But let's not go negative yet, right? Because who knows? Maybe at the end of it, we'll be like, we need a tenth movie, and it must be Possessor, right? No, yeah. I'll give it to Birds. But I am <laughs> talking about what I'm positive for. And it sounds like both me and Damien are not positive for that one, right? So, okay. So, Douglas, you are positive on The Sound of Metal. Yeah. Right? All right. So, for now, this is not permanent. For now, I'm just going to drop that at the end there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we can where yeah. I feel like it should right? And we can see where it will fall, yeah. right? But we're just, so, we've put Sound of Metal at the bottom of the list for the moment. Let's look over the rest of this because we have, what, five more movies we need to find. Yeah. Right? So, um. I've not talked yet about um, Mangrove or the Five Bloods, right? One of which I know Damon is very adamant against, but I want to talk to him for a moment. (laughs) Oh, you've watched it. Of course. Yeah. Um, Now, here lies the things. 
I think Damien and I are in complete agreement about the five bloods. The difference is Damien has a binary life and just kind of gets over things. Right? Right? Wherein Damien looks at that movie and he saw all the bad things and just told Spike Lee to go and fuck himself. That is correct. Whereas, whereas I looked at that movie and I see all of the positive things in that movie. And I'm like, that movie is probably the best Spike Lee movie I've seen from him in probably a decade. I don't know when, when the Inside Man was. He made right? that one with Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, what was that movie? Where there were cops. Oh, I didn't actually watch that one. I meant to watch that movie. <laughs> Black Clansman. Oh, yeah, Black, Black Clansman. Clansman. That was actually good? Yeah. Sure? I mean, listen, at the very... So he limits his Spike Leenis to literally the last frames of the movie. So for an hour and a half, it's just a normal ass movie and it's fun and watchable. And then it becomes a protest movie with the last five minutes of the movie. Because he's Spike Lee and he has to put Spike Lee bullshit in there. But literally everything up until that point. You couldn't, you couldn't, you wouldn't know it's a Spike Lee movie until that last part. It's just a montage of uh, white people are evil shit. Which is, it's what Spike Lee do. I guess you have to and I mean, let him do what he takes the same approach in this movie as well. Because I mean, he, he has the whole story of these older vietnam vets um including delroy lindo and the man who i will only ever call she right (laughs) um as well as the man that i was hoping i'd nominate for mvp but he kind of fucked it up for me um mr jonathan majors oh sorry i have to say positive things alone remember positive he has that whole story in this movie which is a great movie that he's made of these people looking for the gold they've hidden in Vietnam yep. and basically he made he made a post-war like Vietnam black version of um the the treasure of Sierra Madre so much that he references it many times and it's 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 just adorable to see i love it it's it it had me laughing i love this movie for that and that story in this movie is pretty much perfection. Like, I love what Spike Lee did with... I love the acting of all of the people in there. And then he goes and he does the exact same thing you're describing of Black Klansman, which is then he goes and he adds on an extra five minutes of other shit, which I am in agreement with you, Damien. I do not like that part. Spike Lee's horseshit. Right? So I am willing to put in here a DC or an asterisk beside the five bloods and say we cut out those minutes out of this movie and enjoy the treasure of Sierra Madre movie he's made. Cause that is a great fun movie. I feel, I mean, you, great is too, it's too much. It's okay. It sounds I, to me it's like not if, even you, okay. if you take it's, out the five minutes, Damien still has problems. Yeah. It's, 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 it's mediocre. It's a mediocre movie. Even at its best, like even if you chop up everything, it's just like, I didn't enjoy spending the hour and a half or however long it was with that movie. It's fine. But, I mean, and then you, and then you went to tack on, like with Black Klansman, it was a great movie. And then he did the tack on thing. When the movie isn't great and you can't forgive the movie, then there's a bunch of Spike Lee bullshit at the end. It, it annoys, at least it annoys me. And so, I mean, listen, this is the one year that you guys, 
any madness you want to put on this. <laughs> I am not here to listen, dog. If you guys want to put the lance, the last dance, which is a TV show, Absolutely the not. five bloods, which is some spikely nonsense, and Palm Springs, which is not even a movie <laughs> on this so, list, you guys feel free. Let me just say this. I, I don't really want to be negative, but I will be negative about the last dance. Um I um it shall not pass. Yeah. Right? I'm First a Jordan all, person. It's a television show. But it's a TV show. show. But I know I would probably try and make an argument for, for, for certain things, like, say, Kung Fury. But Kung Fury was a short film, as far as I'm concerned. Right. But the other thing is, even if we get past the fact that it's a television show, it wasn't a good television show. All it oh, was, go fuck yourself. No, no, no. You enjoyed watching Michael Jordan. There's yeah. nothing wrong <laughs> with enjoying watching yeah. Michael Jordan. But what you have to understand as well is you have to appreciate that watching Michael Jordan and enjoying watching Michael Jordan does not make the thing that you watched good. The thing that you watched was actually kind of bad, actually. But there were moments that, were, that you felt like it was spectacular because Michael Jordan did something 20, 30, 40 years ago that was spectacular in that one scene that isn't a scene. It's a clip from a game. Put, when you then put it in context with everything else that was in the show, the show is actually not even average. It's less than average. Put it this way, Andrew. ESPN Films did a 30 for 30 about the Bulls run. Yeah, that's all it is. 30 for 30 is 30 minutes long. <laughs> and it achieves literally. That's not true. I've seen, I've seen feature length episodes for 30 for 30. Right. But the uh, Jordan one is 30 minutes. And you get all the things you need. Hey, yeah. Michael Jordan's so, an asshole. By the way, I just want to let you know, I enjoyed watching that show Everyone as well. Everyone enjoys enough, The Last but Dance. But I also appreciated and understood it was not good. And it was the closest thing to sports I had back in <laughs> April or May or whatever it came out. And maybe, the honorary sports. Right. <laughs> maybe I had a different uh, experience than you two. Because I watched it when sports actually existed. I watched it after the hype. Yep. But it wasn't special. Michael Jordan is special. Michael Jordan was special. And when they do the Messi version of this, we'll yeah. watch it in hours. Just like, boy, Messi was good. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan's an asshole. That's great at basketball. And we tolerate people who are good at things. Was Michael be, Jordan a good guy? Uh, well. Be, who cares? <laughs> who cares? I love when no, the guy we says should, that. We should <laughs> care. We really should. We really, as a society, should stop allowing being good at a thing to give you a free pass of being a decent member of society. But we won't. Because there's too much money to be made. <laughs> Right? It is why we marvel at people who are excellent that have the ability to get the free pass and don't take it. We're just like, oh, these guys are great. You mean to tell me that Tom Hanks could be the world's worst person and instead he's just like, let, let me treat people with decency. And we're just like, holy sh... Right. Look how many so years Ellen DeGeneres was an absolute monster and it took a pandemic for us to go. No, yeah, she's, she's trash. She's perfect. She dances on television. Exactly. Um, but let's 
Oh, okay. He's moved up two of them that I was yeah. about to talk to. Okay. So, so yeah, I was I I'm just like yellows are like they've moved up, but of course motion can happen. Yeah, uh, exactly. Right, as we as we talk. So we've right. got, so we've got two spots as we talk to, to fill, right? right? So um, two movies that we've not talked about out of this list yet is Mangrove and Birds of Prey. Mangrove is a TV show. Oh really? <laughs> We're gonna take that. Oh, wow. It's a TV We're show. Gonna, it's a two-hour episode of a TV show. I mean, Five to be fair, no, I I don't necessarily take this position, Andrew. I I don't know if I agree that it's a TV show, but if we go down this road, an argument can be made for it because I also would not have put up one of the episodes of, say, Sherlock, which is also feature length, but definitely a TV show. So I don't know. But then, like, if we if we were doing this, uh-huh. if we were doing this years gone by, in the many years off, would we have said the blue the the colors trilogy are not movies uh, are not movies because they're definitely all right. movies. But uh, then I agree with the intro. I I don't know that I would nef- des- definitely say that these are like movies. I'm willing to take the bullet on the last dance to be like, sure, that's TV, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah. Here's the thing, Andrew. I'm joking. Mangrove has to go. <laughs> <laughs> once I see that you're you're starting to take this serious, I was like, all right, fine. I love I love when Damien like looked at me and I was talking about Sherlock, yeah. and he's like, yes, good argument. Yes. We've got him. Yeah, we got him. But no, Mangrove has to go. <laughs> okay, it's it's one of the oh. five best movies. Of the year. Oh, is it? <laughs> really? Oh, yeah? Like, I mean. It, I haven't watched it, it's but so good. McQueen is awesome. It's so. so good that it got me through the bad ones. Wow. Just in your mind, you're just like, all right. <laughs> question, <laughs> question, Damien. One more is this good? Then the answer is yes. Yeah. So this is question, Damien. Am I right in saying that while you and I, are, I, I love this, this is my favorite thing from Small Axe. It's, yeah. it's, it's a legit, like, great movie. A hundred. Like, I think... I think it should be in the conversation for the top five of what we have up there. One right? As to where it will land, we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. But are, are you in agreement with me that Douglas probably might not like this? Yeah, I mean, it's Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, unless there's people punching people, I cannot depend on. <laughs> if there's not plastic bag jellyfish or fights, I don't know with Douglas anymore. <laughs> there's a time I could read Douglas, but he is... He's off the deep end on, on this one. Yeah. And I think we can just put in Birds of Prey to be fun. I have no idea. No, no, Anything no. you guys Birds want with the last no. one. I have no idea. I, I don't. don't I'm, not, I'm not feeling the vibe of, of, of Birds of Prey. I honestly would feel Snow Hollow better than Birds of Prey because at least somebody can try and trick me with that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Palm oh, Springs, we've, so we, we haven't really spoken about. I feel like Possessor is definitely not going to um palm springs i don't know i like that movie under normal circumstances it wouldn't be a top 10 but it's top 10 in 2020 i realize i made a mistake in counting here and we have an extra slot <laughs> oh we have two all right then we have two right. slots yeah, oh, we have two you started slots. at two you moron yeah oh. i was bad at counting in the spreadsheets didn't yeah. i just tell you at the beginning of this i'm bad at counting in spreadsheets yeah well um, i mean if we're choosing between palm springs and birds of prey i know i would choose palm springs 
I would go birds of prey, to be honest. I would go birds of prey, Fox Palm Springs. Fuck you, We Dayan. did it. We did it, Andrew. We did it. I hate democracy. We did it. I'm, I'm, I'm storming it. the capital. We did it. No. Let's not make jokes about that. No. No, the question is, is Tenet one or two? One. Andrew, no, sorry. Andrew, Hamilton will you is fight? number one. Will you Hamilton fight with Douglas to have Hamilton be number one? Okay. So, okay. Here lies my thing. Right. If I am to do a top three from here, mm-hmm. right, and we can, I think this is what we should do. We should like talk about top three, okay? Because I feel like it's going to be a hard mixture, right? Um, Tenet is in the top three, yes, right. Mm-hmm. Um, Hamilton, I'll give Douglas is in the top three, yes. Mm-hmm. I want Baccarat in the top three. I I think Mangrove is better than Baccarat. And you know Mangrove is better than right, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. You know it, Andrew. Andrew. You know it deep inside your person. Here is how here is how we can do this, right? I am willing to do a deal with you. <laughs> <laughs> I am willing to say that Bakuro is in the top three three uh-huh. if Hamilton is one and Tenet is two. I mm-hmm. Right. Mm, this is some nice dealing here. Hey, Andrew. Um, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know Hamilton isn't the best movie. Come on. Hamilton is 100 Tenet, the best Tenet right. is the only movie that came out. If, if we're right. being honest, right. one movie right. came Damn out last man. year and it was Tenet. First of all, first of all, Douglas, I'm I'm considering your offer. <laughs> okay. Hold on I need I need I need to check Damien to see what I can steal out of him. <laughs> all right. What do you want? <laughs> right. So for Tenet being number one yeah. and um, Hamilton two and Baccarat three, can I get first cow above Mangrove? No. All right. So here's the thing. Everything outside of the top three is tied for 10. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting you know. You can't get literally anything you want. I am not going to order um, the rest of this list. I'm just not letting even you guys for know money. that first cow is number 10. Right? Like, that's not even... I don't care. I little I, I first call is lucky to be on this list. Even <laughs> even if even if I tr- even if I know that Mangrove is better than the rest of movies on this, if you want Mangrove ten, I do not have it in me. It's twenty twenty. <laughs> the mere fact that we came up with ten movies is a miracle. <laughs> Look at this list. I am here to tell you right now that. Jungle Land and Birds of Prey being on this list means that I had nothing to do with this list. <laughs> I fu- Jungle Land is inoffensive. That is the best thing I can say about yep. Jungle Land. And that sounds like the definition of a number 10 to me. Birds of Prey is a okay-ish. No, but I would say movie. Birds of Prey is definitely not as good as Jungle Land. Yeah, birds of prey yeah. can. But birds of hey, prey cannot be hey, above jungle. Hey, Andrew, all I need mm-hmm. you to do is put tenet first. No, no, Hamilton no, 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 no. Second, Andrew, Andrew, third, Andrew, and then you and Douglas can Andrew, find this out. Hamilton, but I need, I need your support in first cow is what I want. I will support for... you in any way possible as long as tenet is number one. Tenet cannot <laughs> be number one, Andrew. Andrew Robinson, you have my firm. You have my firm guarantee. <laughs> That no matter what you put up for the rest from four to ten, <laughs> I will back one thousand percent. 
Even if you want to take madness from the bottom sheet and put up the top, I'm give a shit. If I want, if I want to put Ted Lasso in the Ted, you're like, I don't care. Ted, in fact, I would gladly take Ted Lasso. <laughs> Actually, Ted Lasso is better than a lot of these movies. To be quite honest. <laughs> All right, so Douglas, Douglas, what I need from you is a discussion of first cow, right? Yes. Right. What I need is promises as to how high First Cow can be in this list. Uh-huh. I want right. I want it to be four, if not five. Uh, hold on. One, two, three. Most definitely. So I'm going to move this out of here for the moment. I so can... That... I can... <laughs> Because of how strongly you guys view it, I think it should be in the middle. Um, I can live with it being five, but then what goes above it? So no matter mangrove, mangrove goes above mangrove, it. Mangrove, you guys really like mangrove that much? It's right. fantastic. Yeah, so let's do that. Mangrove four and first go five. Uh, and as I said, Andrew, I feel like birds of prey should be below jungle land. Um. Nobody else has watched Wolf of Snow Hollow, so let's put them. Then we dance above that. And yeah. those are the only two changes that I would suggest. Andrew actually. Robinson. Yes. And you just put Tenet where it's supposed to be, please. So that no, can go to me and Andrew <laughs> have uh, uh, Andrew. an agreement, an understanding. Andrew and Robinson. without that understanding, we, you know, have a, a conversation to have about first. Andrew up. Robinson. <laughs> uh, Fourteen trillion years from now, when we look back at this list, <laughs> I will be in, happy when I look back at this in twenty twenty one. When we look back at this list, forty years Damian, from now, fifteen one five. That is how many times I've watched that movie. Uh, Andrew Robinson, can you just put Tenet where it's supposed to be for me, please? Not and, counting and stop this foolishness. <laughs> all right, all right. Chris Nolan made a movie. It was a good movie. Douglas loves the movie. You love the movie. I love the movie. It's the only, it's the only capital M movie I mean, that came out this year. Love is a strong Hamilton. Word. Is Tenet really Hamilton that good? Put it this way, Douglas. Put it this way, Douglas. Hamilton did not come out this year. Hamilton put it, came out this year. Hamilton it, is a Broadway Douglas. show that came out 40 years ago. <laughs> Douglas, Douglas. I, want, I want to make my position perfectly clear on this. I don't consider Hamilton a movie. Hamilton <laughs> That's is very much Andrew Robinson. A movie. I am, I am, I am allowing, allowing this because I am allowing it. And what else am I going to put <laughs> on this? Hamilton is a movie. You think it if is... real movies came out this year and I put Hamilton <laughs> on this list as a goddamn TV show? And I'm allowing to be on this list <laughs> to placate people, okay? Ted, just, just put Tenet number one. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Hamilton is a feature film, okay? Uh, Andrew that Robinson. Just like, um, what's it called? World War 84 um, was supposed to come out in theaters but couldn't because of this disease and then decided to come out on a street. Hamilton has been in theaters since 2013. <laughs> Andrew Robinson. <laughs> the recording Listen. of Hamilton. All of, all of the greens and yellows or whatever, that's cute. Just put tenant number one. So. <laughs> uh, the curfew is in 15 minutes, and I don't want to spend the next 15 minutes stabbing Douglas today. <laughs> hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Because he has, he has I'm just, I'm just dropped it down. And I don't have time for this. 
you know, I'm I'm seeing how it feels. I'm yeah. seeing how it feels. Yeah. How, how, right. How does first call feel a little lower than this? Hold on. Right. First of all, Douglas, no, you have to use your words. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I am, I'm, 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 look, I am not the asshole who won't move it. Okay. I'm just, use your words because if we get into like spreadsheet also, shenanigans, yeah, the I'm podcast becomes. I'm not actually. Also, but also, <laughs> you don't right. care about any other movies below first call. <laughs> <laughs> I like them more than First Call. I'll tell yes, you that. But me and Andrew actually like First Call. You don't like any of the movies below First but Call. I love Hamilton enough to push it up. I will put it on my shoulders so that it goes right. Up to and that's one. cute, but it's not a movie. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun to hear this in the years gone by where I'm like trying to push movies from 10 to 9 because it's my number one movie of the year. Yeah. Hey, hey, I like Hamilton fine, but we didn't have real movies this year, and so it's number two. And be glad that the thing you love the most, in a year where it shouldn't be on the list, where it should be beside Ted Lasso, is number two in the movies. It is 100% a movie. So, yeah, Douglas, that's not even an argument I'm entertaining. It is a recording of a dancehall show. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Douglas, let's talk about the back half of this list. Yeah. So the, the top half of this list, which is sort of like, we, of course, we can still go on it right now, is yeah, Tenant number one, Hamilton two. A little tentative, yeah, I understand. Baccarat three, Mangrove four, and First Cow five. Let's move on from that for the moment. It could still move, but let's move on. The back half of this list. Um, we have The Wolf of Snow Hollow at six. And then we dance at seven, Birds of Prey at eight, Sound of Metal at nine, and Jungle Land at ten. Um, is you Birds you sound very you I, guys I, sound like you want Birds of Prey moving down for yeah, the most part? Yeah, it should, it be, should last. be last. It should right, be. right. Um, Sound of Metal v Jungle Land. Douglas, how are your feelings? I mean, I suppose it is technically a better movie than Jungle Land, so it should be above Jungle Land. I have no idea. Um, that's why I didn't ask you, Damien. So. <laughs> I love you. Um, uh, my feelings. And, feelings. It's, and, it's right. Feelings is that. <laughs> my feelings. Are. And then we danced. Like, how are your feelings with that and Sound of Metal? Um, definitely better than Sound of Metal. Mm, you you love that one dance more than the entire Sound of Metal. 100%. Oh my goodness. Um, so if we throw so birds of prey at the... on my top ten, <laughs> and then we danced is on my top ten. So yeah, definitely. Okay, I accidentally like fast forwarded to the other side of the spreadsheet and I freaked myself out. Um, are you guys okay with Wolf of Snow Hollow topping out this back half? Sure. sure. I, I, I was about to say I, I wouldn't mind if it's switched out. If if Wolf of Snow Hollow was like. What number is that now? Seven? And then, then we dance right. six. But Andrew actually liked that movie. Yeah, so we put in the movies people actually like about the movies people kind of thought about. I actually like And Then We Dance. I actually love Hamilton and you fuckers are not putting it where it should be. Uh, the top half of the list is set in stone, sir. I that the discussion is not about the top half of the list. So, 
like herein lies my thing and this is how i would do it for the back half of this list and what i'd be open to and i am a i'm a wolf of snow hollow over and then we dance i'm pretty like i would prefer all of these movies over and then we danced but i'm a kind man (laughs) right (laughs) okay so what i'm willing to offer you two choices and damien you can tell me how you feel or don't feel right which is that the list stays as is right now or and then we dance can move can move up um and snow hollow down but sound of metal goes over and then we danced no sound of metal is not that good you heard the man and <laughs> so the state the list is staying and are we okay with the list yeah, as is then <laughs> The, the bottom half of I can list. live with the bottom half <laughs> and so you'll have to live with the top half and with that <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard a, a more time condensed Damien in my life <laughs> Listen, the thing there's I played something that is better than literally everything you have to do but you cannot put video into the mic into the mic into the mic. Sorry. Uh, the thing, I played something that is better than all of the things on this list. But we're not allowed to put video games on the list. And am I going to fight to put The Last of Us 2 above Tenet? Where it belongs. <laughs> and so, Douglas, you will not get Hamilton any higher than number two. <laughs> <laughs> I like Hamilton 5. Not as much as you. But it's not best album of 2020. No, is it? <laughs> That's right. It's best movie of 2020. Yeah. Going to be honest, I've only watched Hamilton the once. <laughs> the one time that we talked about it, that's the only time I've watched it. I like. I probably listened to the, the album, the, the music itself, one time after that, and that's it. Andrew's not impressed. Yeah. I mean, I do quite love Hamilton, but likes the fight. a movie it is not. Andrew does like the fight. It is definitely a movie, Andrew. Definitely. Yeah, that came out in 2020. <laughs> so, okay. It sounds like we are, we are in the end of days of this list. What a and list. So, <laughs> um, Damien, could you do the honors of re- reading off our top 10 officially of the year 2020? So, in reverse order, it is Birds of Prey, or the whatever, whatever of whatever, whatever. Had a long subtitle. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they did that. Um, uh, in ninth place, uh, Jungle Land. Uh, in eighth place, Sound of Metal, a movie I actually want to go watch. <laughs> At number six, and then we dance. At number five, Wolf of Stone Hollow, a movie I have no interest in actually watching. Number five, The First Cow, a movie Douglas dislikes, but we don't care what Douglas thinks, no, do we? <laughs> Number four, Mangrove, which is banned in Jamaica because it is in the homosexual section. <laughs> Number three, oh <laughs> what? Uh, Number three, Bakira, because of the name, Mangrove. <laughs> <laughs> it took you a while, but you got there then. <laughs> I hate you, Damien. You are welcome, that's true. 
Number three, Brazilian horse pirates, <laughs> aka Batura. <laughs> Uh, number two, uh, the soundtrack of Hamilton, and number one, the movie of Tennis. <laughs> uh, a fine list. <laughs> and the sheet is now locked. Thank you, Andrew. The, we got to ten, which is the which was the aim. Uh, now, in normal years, there'd be forty movies below this. And many are swear words at people. <laughs> oh my God. How many swear words have we thrown over the years? Like if I, if I go to the 2019 sheet, like there's probably like 10 movies underneath that were cut off. Just people telling other people about their mother. <laughs> but not this year. This year. So Chris Nolan made the best movie of 2020. He finally did it. Finally did he it. Made he made a good movie. Yep. Like, I mean, it took him a while. Right. There's that one year he made The Dark Knight and thought he made a good movie. But Andrew, Andrew was better. Andrew was like, yep. And the year he made The Dark Knight Rises, where I said, uh uh-uh, uh, not on my watch. Yep. Doesn't get to be the best movie. I don't care how good Bane is. I'm, will, will the movie that Chris Nolan makes be. Uh, parodied and copied for the rest of our lives yes the Andrew says I don't want to say nope. last year Uncut Gems didn't make it I would like to apologize for that. <laughs> you guys left it to me to make the final pick because neither of you had seen them yet right. and I said first love over Uncut Gems oh, oh, <laughs> oh so, wow. no, I retract my apology wow. fuck you Andrew <laughs> <laughs> This is all you're doing. You are trash. I sure. The time man time. who killed Don Quixote. Probably Douglas. You piece of shit. <laughs> I love that movie. But <laughs> well, we didn't let it in, so. <sighs> Her smell. Ford V Ferrari was not on the list. That's definite. Um, yeah. All right. See. Well, I'm just going to stop the recording here. I want, I want you, Douglas. I want you to look at the top twenty.